right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up Podcast. Solly here, my guy TC is here. Hello, TC. Greetings. Welcoming in uh, a special guest to the Kill House this evening, Mr. Justin Huber, young hitter, Corn Ferry Tour player. You you know him, you love him, you know everything about him. How are you, Justin? Uh, happy to be here. Excited for this evening. That's we- the longest crutch I've ever seen. Justin's fresh off surgery. (laughs) It's maxed out. Fresh off surgery. He's looking for something to do. I asked if he wanted to join the pod. He could not have responded faster (laughs) than he wanted to be here tonight. So we're going to give a shout out to our friends at Callaway. Uh, In the hands of one of the guys towards the top of the leaderboard at the Honda was a Callaway Rogue ST Triple Diamond LS driver. You know who uh, someone else in this room has uh, a similar driver. Two people in this room now have a a similar driver. Can you teach us about spin robustness? Basically just means wherever you hit it on the face, it's going to spin similarly to if you hit it out of the sweet spot. And that's a big selling point of the Rogue ST driver from Callaway. The early read from tour players and Callaway's reports from fitters all around the world has the best spin robustness of any driver they've ever used. I just put mine in the bag this week, got the Triple Diamond LS. I put a little lighter shaft in it. I'm getting through the zone a little bit faster. I was hitting balls next to someone uh, yesterday, and I hit one just a, a really bad toe blow, and he was like, oh, yeah, great ball. I was like, actually, that one was a toe hit. The miss hits are kind of criminal. That's the spin robustness. That too. is the robustness right there. It feels a little bit, it feels a little scuzzy. I'm not going to lie. It feels like cheating. The things are too good. So. I haven't really hit it all that much yet, uh, but based on what you guys have been saying about the fairway wood, I can't like, I can't imagine how good the driver is. I'm still is. waiting to get my hands on one of those. But as always, you can visit callygolf.com slash go rogue for more information about the Rogue ST Triple Diamond, the LS, the Max, and the Max D drivers. Again, we are talking about the Triple Diamond, which is not for everyone. The Max is the draw bias driver. They have all the details on callawaygolf.com slash go rogue of which which driver might fit your game. Uh, read it very closely. I already made a mistake on that. It is, But the information is very helpful there, and it will help you get in the right one. If not, ask TC. He'll get you one. Please. I, I got a couple DMs. I got a, lot, I got a lot fewer DMs than I thought I was going to after the ad last week. So <laughs> hit me up. You can hit him up. Also, you thought BMW was just the ultimate driving machine, but it is so much more. It's also the ultimate electric driving machine, the ultimate buddy's trip mach- machine, and the ultimate design machine because the ultimate can't be contained to just one thing. All electric, all BMW. Visit BMWUSA.com to learn more about the iX and the i4. All right, Honda Classic, Honda Recap. I'm so glad you're here, Huber, because you've already given us like eight wonderful Sepp Straka nuggets. He's a man. Uh, <laughs> I haven't played with him in a while, but back when he played the Corn Ferry, uh, seemed to get paired with him a decent amount. He's one of those guys that doesn't blow you away, doesn't do anything like fancy, but he just continues to hit solid shot after solid shot. And then I saw his stats this week on the year. He was like 150th in uh, approach the green and 120th off the tee. And this week he was like fifth off the tee and first. Um, strokes gained approach and he, he's always putted well so I think that's kind of the combo of why he's taking home the trophy we'd be remiss if we didn't give a shout out to Neil who picked Sepp Straka for a top 20 this week and, and has picked him a lot in the past he hit us with like a, yeah he's been playing really well and I was kind of like has he man sure and sure enough you looked it up he has been playing some really yeah. really good golf I just so I got a little bit of inside intel too from some, from some buddies that went to UGA with him I guess he's got a twin brother his twin brother was the highly touted recruit and he uh, he was kind of the tag along. A true you know, love situation. 
kind of. And then, sure, sure enough, he just beat the shit out of his brother during college, turned into the one. But I guess the father moved them when they were like 14, moved them to Valdosta. He had heard rumblings that Kinderloo Forest was a, a proper, long, t- uh, hard golf course. And sure enough, they moved to Valdosta from Vienna, Austria, which that would that would require decades of therapy for me <laughs> personally if you've ever spent time a little in culture Valdosta, Georgia. It's, it's something yeah, yeah. it's um, a nice it's a nice place to drive through yeah That's how i would call it so it, it, i don't think this is typical for every week that you watch a golf tournament where the guy that wins it just had looked to be in a different gear to everybody else you watch it was just like he, that guy wants to win it he went out and won it he, he just, went out and got it there was zero fear hit stuffing it back there on the back of 15 he was hitting it quick he was playing quick it was just someone like in a true flow state. Not that doesn't always resonate and pop off the screen like it did this week. I was shocked that Lowry was in the final group, went bogey free and lost to not the guy he was playing with. Correct. Like, he played really nice and Sep just sacked up on I mean, those final five holes are say what you want about them, but like they're not easy. And he played them three under and had looks on the others. Like that's just that's playing golf. That's how you win. I do not like this golf course, but it is no matter what happens at the very end, it's like, ah, something could happen on 15, something could happen on 17. It didn't really happen in the final groups, but at least it does give you that, like, that shot in a 15, just take it away. I can't, I, it would take me six tries to get on that green. There's, I have no shot at that shot. It's like the green eggs and ham. I was reading that to Freddie the other night. And the entire <laughs> book is, I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like green eggs and ham. The entire tournament, it's, I do not like this golf course. I do not like this golf course. And at the very end, you know, he starts liking green eggs and ham. I start liking this golf course because the last three like or four it. holes are so good. I was wondering where you're gonna get you. You flipped that at the bottom. That was uh, really good. I mean, shit. Seeing like seeing Straka hit those shots down the stretch, especially with the rain. Oh god, that was awesome. I mean, Slugger would have never let those guys play in the rain. Talk like talk that. to me about what that what the rules are in that situation. What the what you would have done in that situation, Huber? I would have done the same thing Kurt did. I would have stood there until someone told me I needed to hit the shot cuz like you're sitting there, he's got 215 and he's got to hit a probably a 5 iron at the time over water bunkers to a tight pin and he has to make eagle to like force a playoff at least. And it's dumping. You got water on your golf ball. Like it's such a water on club face. Yeah. Club face. And I'm just like this, I would, I would have waited there for as long as possible. And that's what he did. He stood there until finally someone's like, no, you got to play. But, and then he, would, and then he steps up and hits hit like a beauty. one of the best irons I've Started seen. Started out right, drew it in. <laughs> drew like, it in oh. off the water. Yeah. He hit it and I went, uh oh. And then I'm like, that's, that's coming back. <laughs> that um, was, that was a, that with was a, a wet ball. Like yeah. you don't know how that, I mean, what well, we saw what happened no. with burgers. Like the, the that, burgers, 100% wet ball with a three wood. Like the, he's <laughs> setting up over it. And I'm like, this is a squirter. He's either going to hit like the low left one or it's going right. Like that's such a hard golf shot to hit. Um, you saw it with Lowry's T ball, like a weird, he probably didn't hit it that bad, but when it's that wet, it's it's coming out weird. And, but the left uh, miss in play. He did. <laughs> but the thing um, about Burger shot is it looked so bad with the tracer, and it went in the water by like two feet. Yeah, and like <laughs> he, and he knows so he hard. has to make eagle, too. Like, yeah. 10's already posted. It's not like he's aiming left of the green. Um, Respect for Burger for sending it. I yeah. know a lot of guys would have tried to protect, you know, the money or whatever and, and hit a much less club at the middle yeah. of the green. I, I my rough calculation is if he you know if he hits in the middle of the green two putts makes birdie versus the bo- the bogey costs him about three hundred twenty grand something like that. It's a lot so of it's that, not that's a lot of boat fuel. Exactly, that's a lot of and a very boat. you know maritime rules are very much in fluctuation <laughs> this time uh, in world history. So uh, got to think that was on his mind today. Yeah, I mean back to like the rules scenario in that I I'm just I am surprised that they didn't 
pause it and I mean, there's puddles on the green on the last hole. Like I, I'm so glad you're like here right small, now. You're you're keeping TC from getting very anxious. Anxious. I feel like in those scenarios, they always air with like the players, and it looked like it was going to be over in 15, 20 minutes. I'm just shocked that they didn't say, "All right, boys, like we're going to pause it, stay yeah. in place." Then you got to, you know, you got to run into. You got local news that you're you're cutting into. <laughs> you got to look. You got to think of the local affiliates here, man. It would have switched back to Golf Channel. Let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> they would have taken it off. Well, that's the thing is like it, it, for a second I was like, man, Kitayama's really making Berger and Lowry wait there on AT&T. But I was also like, you know what? They're probably pretty thankful for that. They do not want to hit the shot in the downpour. I I think they waited too, even after they yeah. hit. They were standing there trying to figure out if they were having to play too. Um, Straka got through that tee shot at the right time. I yeah. tell that to my wife. We were watching. I was like, he just hit. I mean, he hit three thirty, carried the bunkers that are like three ten because it was down off the right a little bit off the tee, and then those boys were playing it in a straight downpour with no wind. That was yikes! <laughs> How about those <laughs> those shots on uh, was it sixteen? Uh, those stingers off the tee on sixteen. Do you hear the nugget of what uh, Berger's launch angle was on his three three, three, three and a half degrees? Three point eight yeah. degrees. That's insane. Felt like he could be getting a little bit more distance yeah. out of these shots. It's it kind of at a certain point, it's like when it's not really rolling out that much. I'm I'm kind of curious as to what we're really gaining out of that, yeah. but. Uh, I've got to guess he knows that. Will you tell us your Sepp Shaka story you, you mentioned about the Olympics? Yeah. I was playing with one of his buddies at Q School this past year, and I think he lives over in Birmingham, and he flies back from the Olympics, and he gets in at whatever it was, 1 in the morning, midnight, something like late. And the next morning, he's on the tee, 7.30, first off, playing with his buddies, and they're like, why are you here? And he's he just loves golf. Um, loved the, the guy that I played with said he loved it. He loves golf more than anyone he's ever met, and he just wow. loves to play, loves to play. Practices some, but just loves to play golf. Where does he live? I love that. Birmingham. Birmingham? Okay. Yeah. Where does he play out over there? Shoal Creek, I believe, is okay. where a lot of those guys... I think... I don't know if they're all members there, but yeah. I think um, that's kind of how the deal works is you... They give you kind of free membership while you're yeah. trying to make it, and when you make it, then you pay for your membership type deal. But they, I think they, they have some other courses they play, but Shoal Creek seems to be the, the main spot. First Austrian to win on the PGA Tour. How about that? How about it? That's yeah. pretty sweet. I did not know that till they... Uh, so they said that afterwards. He's coming through there with his Diet Coke, celebrating. Was that a Diet Coke or a Coors Light? It, I looked closely. It was Diet Coke. Okay. I, I, mean, I was like, hey, of, he's already got a Coors Light. I would have loved this. I thought it was going to be when I saw it. Kind of a bad look for Red Bull, right? <laughs> Especially in they got Schwab. In the, uh, he was T7 this week, too. You must. I mean, there people that drink Diet Coke religiously, like they have to have it in their hands a lot. He had that in his hands quickly after that round. That is not a, I would assume that is not a uh, rare thing that he does. I doubt that was his first one yeah. today. <laughs> there was probably one with breakfast. This was like the manipulator championship. It was. Tell us what that means. Just, you know, you, you're long, long been on record as saying that, uh, you know, there's a lot of OWGR manipulation. So on, I feel like you're kind of coming European around. European tour. I'm, I'm kind of giving you a little <laughs> nugget here and there. Uh, Kitayama, Norin, Schwab, um, Gosh, who else was in the mix this week? Uh, Peter Uline was playing well. Uh, you know, just a lot of a lot of would be manipulators. So I wanted to see what you had to say about that. Well, uh, a lot of these guys have gotten to, like Kitayama now, Rye, like Uline. They've all gotten Rye, yeah. to the tour through Corn Ferry. Like yeah. you know, it, it's one thing to like you know get way up in the world rankings and get WGC invites through winning events without world without that are getting the WG OWGR boost points Takumi all that stuff. Kanaya things of that exactly nature. exactly it's if, if you go get your stuff through the court fairy finals like I got nothing but respect for that like Kitty spent a lot of time playing over there in Europe and like it's if you're not 
Like if if you had the choice, Huber, of playing, you know, family aside, uh, putting that, would you play the DP World Tour or would you play the Corn Ferry Tour? You'd play the DP World Tour. Yeah, that's your fastest route to the big money events. You see the guys coming out of the Corn Ferry, and you saw some play this week. Uh, I think actually all of them in the category got in, but it was like close. Other than that, like last week, all the events are kind of getting short fields and whatnot, and you just don't see these guys. Like Lauer and, played the Corn Ferry event last week. Yeah, yeah. and there were I, if you looked I, on the commitment sheet, guys that had tour status, there was like thirty that were playing in Sarasota last week because yeah. none of them got in. And it's like, which, I get it, but if you could go to Europe and get in WGC events, which that's are, what I'm saying, like, Huber, it's the it's always, I don't fault the guys for doing it. I just think it should be brought attention. <laughs> you, bring you, attention should close, to, you should close the loophole is what you're saying. Yes, close it's, the loophole. It's the route to go if you want to get there um, quicker. Yeah. In terms of like, it takes a lot for a guy coming off the Corn Ferry Tour to get in a WGC and these small field events. Like you, a Will Zalatoris, like that's a freak scenario yeah. where he's playing the majors. But other than that, like it's, I mean, Steven Yeager had an incredible year last year on the Corn Ferry. And I mean, he, he won't sniff the WGCs based right. on world rank and all that stuff. It's like, it's, it's crazy. Hmm. The, uh, I think the other thing too is like, I feel like it's got to teach you at a younger age, how to be a pro, right? Yeah. Like you go off on your own, you got a lot less support staff, you got a lot less, you know, you got less equipment trucks, all that stuff. You got just less support all the way around. You got to go go figure it out. You're playing probably a wider variety of golf courses. It feels like Latin America, like how I went down there and it's like that taught me how to be a like a professional golfer. Like yeah. you had to maintain be uncomfortable the entire time. I was essentially – not all the time, but uncomfortable most of the time being in places I've never been, don't speak the language. These guys in Europe are playing not just like in Europe. You're it's playing the magical you know, Kenya everywhere. Open I, don't under, I literally don't understand how they do it and get around every week with different languages, different places. I don't know how it works. I've never played an event, but I can't imagine it's easy. And kudos to the guys that play really well over there. And Justin Harding, I mean, he's blitzed it over there. I don't know what he is in the world, but he's got to be up there. And essentially has played mainly in Europe for the last few years, and then he comes over and plays the WGC's players and, mayor, and majors. Like, good on him. I, I Oh, yeah. I, I jumped ship to the PJ Tour as fast as I could, but some of those guys stick it out, and they just keep going. It's mm. impressive. Well, can we get back to Berger for a little bit here? Five-shot lead going into uh, the final round. Is there, like, is there any way, I know you've never had a five-shot lead on the PGA Tour going into the final round, but, like, is there any way to not approach the round like, oh, I hope I don't screw this up? This golf course is, has to be one of right? the hardest. It's like, golly, like just let me <laughs> just let me make some early pars sure. and like have some looks. And like first couple holes, he hit hit some nice shots, and then three kind of got ugly in that iron shot. Like it just it started to snowball, and you can kind of see it. Like then you start getting a little bit more conservative on your approach shots, and he did. He'd hit it to 15, 20 feet instead of – and Lowry's still, like, throwing darts on four and eight. I mean, he's kind of putting the pedal down, and Berger's like, whoa, let's kind of – Can we back up to that I third got. hole, though? Because he's in the middle of the fairway, 150, 160 yards, whatever, left pin, and he hits it way left and plugs it in the bunker. It, it is an inexcusable shot for a professional. Yeah. I mean, Lowry all day was fat side of the green, fat side of the green, fat side of the green. Berger with a five-shot lead, what the hell is he doing there? And I feel like – all week he's five played it. these little cuts, not, like not five, yeah. But and then he goes. So left he, pins are hard. Well, yeah, but even on one, he he's got wind off the left, and he plays a little fade in there to that left pin, and yeah. then so he gets on that one, and it's like maybe just because it's into the wind, he wanted to try to flight it down, but like 
golly, hit your little fade, hit it 30 feet short right, make your five, and get out of there. Like, the only thing you can't do is plug it in the left bunker or, like, bring six, maybe seven into play. And I think that just kind of put – and you saw it with his putting. Then his (laughs) speed was just inconsistent. Six inches of putts. Yeah, it was like it was it was twenty nine inches of putts going into the six or seventeenth hole. And when no, he makes twenty nine inches was the was longest. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fourteen. That would be yeah, sick. That would be sick. Um, but yeah, like it's just he got it looked like he got a little conservative and he wasn't making anything to make up for it. And you you're not gonna make birdies out there hitting it to twenty five feet. Can we talk about the putting routine? Please. How is that legal? It's got to go. It's got to be fixed like tomorrow. Four, four minutes on uh, 15, I think. Yeah. Not good. Well, and for those that don't know what we're talking about, he gets his caddy behind him that lines like he lines up the label, stands over it like he's getting ready to hit it. Caddy says good or bad. Then he backs off and pulls the coin out, which makes it legal. You're not allowed to line up players anymore, but if you back off the shot all of a sudden and get re- back in the stance, it's legal. And so I don't know how they don't close that loophole. Close the loophole. Close he, that one. He also does it before he puts the ball down. I don't know if you noticed that. He has his ball marked down, and he gets over it with his caddy behind him. While his caddy's reading the putt, he's kind of like feeling it in his feet. And then he puts the ball down, and his caddy comes back in. Like, it's a – it's he does everything else pretty quick. So maybe he, does, he gets away with it that way. When he gets um, in the stance, he hits it quick. Yeah. I'll give him that, but it's that's And like tough tee to shots watch. and iron shots, like he's quick. Like maybe that makes up for it, but it is, it's not that fun to watch. That's for sure. Can we air out Stewart as well? I mean, I don't know if you guys saw that. We can, but I'll, can I ask okay. Hubert one question yeah. here? If, if you're in contention in a tournament, can you tell us, I, I've long said, and I'll, I'm hoping for some validation here that like there's an art in tournament golf to playing slow in the right way. Can you explain what that means? 100%. Like, you don't want to get to the next hole and stand there and wait. Yeah. You'd much rather walk slow, take your time, like, an extra 5, 10 seconds. Like, once you start moving quickly, like, that's when you make bad decisions. And if you can slow play your way on the hole and not have to wait on the next tee to where you get up and, like, you stay in rhythm, that's that's the key, and especially to this place. Like, if you if you get moving fast – on those last few holes, and then you got to go stand on 15T for eight minutes and watch some guy play ping pong up there? Like, no, no, like you'd much rather slow down on the green or whatever it is just so you can kind of keep moving when you get to the next hole. On a similar note, what do you do when you're paired with somebody that's glacial? Like, mm. are you are you trying to go somewhere else in your mind while they're playing? Are you are you trying to keep yourself preoccupied on the greens? Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. I mean, I played out of turn sometimes to kind of like not send a message, but kind of just be like, Hey, I'm just going to go. And then they're kind of like, Whoa. And, but you can just then tell them like, Hey, if you're going to take a while, like I'm going to go ahead and go and I'm gonna walk up the side. Like you do whatever you got to do. And then there's the other times where it's so bad to where you play slow to kind of essentially get yourself, bring the officials in and be like, Hey, like speed it up. And I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a tricky one because Every time those slow players, once they get put on the clock, they speed up. Yeah. Like immediately. And you're like, why why can't you do this yeah. the whole time? It's shocking. As soon as that official comes over, they turn into a normal golfer until the official's gone and then it's back the way it is. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just something you deal You'd with. I think out there. at this point with shot link and with all the wearable technology and all of that, you would think that there's something to be done. At this point. It just just volunteers running shot link, and but it's I don't know to trust it or no. Not. But even but even just you know like with I mean shit like all the NFL teams have sensors on all their players during practice. They can see yeah. how fast they're moving and how how 
you know, how long they are in one, in, in one place, all that stuff. Get Amazon on that. I'm sure they would they'd be tracking. They're, the, they're, the, they're the official cloud services provider of the PGA Tour. <laughs> the thing is, is like, and I hate to say it, but it doesn't matter. Like, slow play is going to be around. Like, even if 80% of the guys speed up, you have, you have a small golf course and you're trying to fit everyone in and it just the traffic problem physically doesn't make sense unless everyone moves at the same speed and then you have a situation like Aaron Rye yesterday on Which 15 is a disgrace it is but like it this like his options were terrible and he's trying to figure out what to do and if he hits it off the rock and it goes back in then he has to go back in the bunker as is and take another penalty so he's just like trying to figure it out and there's just and he's all slow takes, anyway, too. Yeah, yeah, all it takes is one of those, and then it's a backup. So you have a course like this where there's a 200 and however many, 300 golf balls in the water this week. Like, yeah, that just Mic'd takes up. so long. And it, it's it's really difficult for everybody to speed up and, like, actually improve pace of play. Do they have more, more officials on site at this event just because there's so many rulings? I would imagine so. That would make a lot of sense. It's a. I saw actually several of the Corn Ferry officials. I don't know if it's just because Corn Ferry's off, but mm. um, Rico was the guy on 15 helping out Aaron Rye. Um, I saw one of the other ones, but it's just, I just, I just don't know if they can actually do anything to I, truly combat it. Yeah, I, I totally get that, and I think you know at some point it comes down to field sizes. We need the death penalty or the uh, the uh, death panel, all that <laughs> stuff. We can we can get in on that in a separate pod, but. I will say, I, for, I, I just would love to like see the face of a, fr- a first time listener driving in their car. Like, he needs. What they were talking penalty. about slow play, death penalty. <laughs> what is he talking about? about? Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, we can't ease up on like just because it's not just because we're not going to solve it doesn't mean that it's not a disgrace and that we shouldn't out these guys for sure. I, I like, definitely there needs think to be a scarlet letter. It needs to be improved. I just don't know. If you're the improvement's going to be three minutes around or something like that. Unfortunately, like the reality is, it just takes a long time to play, and these golf courses keep getting harder yeah. in terms of all that stuff. But the guys that take two minutes to hit a shot, like the Brian Stewart be, clip this week, that was, was bad. I, just, I guess it honestly kind of hurt me because I'm like, he's dealing with something. Like right. he's got some demons. Like he can't pull it back. Like he was, he he almost led the field in uh, in strokes gained approach, <laughs> like, on, like on, on the weekend. He was top 10 in strokes gained approach. That's insane. That's wild. <laughs> he did not lead in strokes gained per waggle. As a, as a fellow <laughs> waggler, I, I kind of see, I could, I could see have, what he's struggling you with. You have a, a waggle budget, though. I do. That you're working with. It's never more than those waggles. Maybe one more max. And that means I'm going to top it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question from Z Waj Tawi. I have no idea how to read that username. Thoughts on Berger asking a rules official to go back several holes and see if a penalty should have been given to Chris Kirk. I don't know if you guys saw that from Saturday or Friday. I, I did not. Saturday. So Kirk made a sw- was getting ready to make a swing and uh, you know he's he's ready he's making the swing and, but on his backswing he hits a tree limb. Okay. And stops and then like reevaluates his swing and then hits. Was it like was that tree in play on his in his backswing? So like he hit he's yeah. not a practice swing but he's oh, like a real swing. swing. He's oh, getting okay. ready to make his real swing but he stops after he hits it. And I I don't know exactly the sequence of the ruling but I guess Berger asked the rules official just I think yeah the the way I understood it is he he asked rules hey can you guys like go back and look at this to make sure the announcers made it sound like to make sure that he doesn't sign his card and then they go back and review and be like hey that's a two stroke penalty like get a, he took a I mean he took full speed backswing and whacked the pine tree branch and 
unfortunately, nothing fell off. Somehow nothing fell off. But, like, they ruled that it didn't improve his path or so, swing. So if even one leaf falls off of that, could it be argued that he improved? I think you could. Like, I think it's interpretation, but I think that potentially could. I had it happen to me in college one time. <laughs> Got my three wood stuck in the via the tree branch, and I'm like, I don't know if he's listening. My buddy is on the team, Brandon Thacker. He's on the next hole over. And I stop because it gets stuck. And I look up at him, and he's just watching me. And he starts laughing. And I get it unstuck. And then I'm like, I got to go. Like, I have to hit the ball. Otherwise, it's a penalty. So then I take a little three-quarter downswing and dribble it up like 30 feet in front of me. And we are dying laughing. It was one of the funniest, like, instances in all of college. But, like, it's a, like if you knock it off, like, it's either a penalty or you better keep going. And I chose to keep going. <laughs> it was it was tough. But some people are getting on Berger, kind of making them making him out to be a snitch. But in that regard, I think that he's looking out for the player more so than anything else. Even so, I like he's better than a DQ, right? Yeah, yeah. Even so, like even if you call I, not a snitch, but like if the dude knocks the branch off, like and doesn't say anything, not saying Kirk did that, field. but like yeah. you can't you can't do that. So um, I think he was in his right to. It's, asked it to be looked at and say, hey, like... That's different than calling a penalty on exactly. him. Exactly. It wasn't I, like, yeah. he knocked it off, go back and look at the tape, but I don't know. I think he's... I think he did the right thing. Yeah. It always... It never looks good when you go that route, but at the same time, it's the right thing to do. Um, from at Hostead, Honda, do big players stay away because they hate the course? Nicholas keep making adjustments, but it keeps getting more and more weird. It certainly never became the marquee event he'd anticipated. I think they stay away because... You know, a, yeah, a course fit for a lot of guys. B, the spot on the schedule yeah. sucks. It's totally a schedule thing. Yeah, I mean, you're between WGC elevated event, elevated event players. It's just a, it's a. It was after the players last year, and they didn't want that spot, and then now it's moved back to here, and it's not a good spot. But I mean, the field, field wasn't horrible, horrible. It I was, mean, no, it was pretty bad. It's bad. They but. used to get the top European guys over. That was the draw. Was like you come over, you play this. And then you play Bay Hill and players or WGC players. Like that's why the field used to be stacked. And it was Rory, Tiger. Like this was a yeah, big was event, big time. Um, now you sandwich it between Riviera. And now that that's a small field, elevated purse, and I don't even know if it was points, but like elevated status for Riv. And then you got these next ones. It's a next week's a sweepstakes between Puerto Rico, Kenya, and then <laughs> you, know, you got Bay Hill. Bay Hill off to the side <laughs> to over the side, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else uh, from from Honda that you want to get to before we get into some of the drama from the week? I think we can probably save some of the other stuff. We for can later get, on, come right? back around Go. on it before we get into. I think we're gonna start with Phil. This feels about a month ago, but uh, before we do this, the best way to send money, collect money uh, from your golf bets is Cash App. Easiest way to save your money as well. You can send or request money from friends and family when they owe you for dinner. You can invest in any stock straight from the app. You can buy Bitcoin on it. I don't know if you heard this, Huber. We're doing all golf bets settled in Bitcoin this year. TC, have you taken the leap yet? Hmm. I haven't. Okay, we got to talk about that when we when we get off here. Uh, the Cash App. When you sign up for it, it comes with a debit card that you can customize the laser print it for you mail it to you comes with free discounts on places you love those are called boosts and when you use referral code no laying up it gives all new users $15 and cash app will set aside $10 for each sign up to youth on course basically the more people using code no laying up when registering not only do you get 15 bucks you are helping to support junior golf you're paying for a round of golf for a junior golfer we're going to be doing some contest series here in the coming months you're going to need a cash tag so get signed up and we're going to be giving away a lot of cash straight through. In the, if you can't see the play here, giving away cash through Cash App uh, straight through this podcast. So get signed up now. Use code no laying up. You're getting 15 free bucks and supporting 
junior golf. I used cash app at, at, at the coffee store this morning. How about that? Yeah, yeah coffee shop. Did you get a boost on that? Was there a boost? I don't really have boost down here. Look. That's yeah. it's more in the big cities. Okay. Like almost anywhere you go, the in the big cities, cash app is enormous. So. You go to Bold Bean. Uh, Bold Bean today, and then they've got it at, at Round Bird as well. So I don't know Round Bird. Oh, South African spot. Excellent. All right. All right, Phil Mickelson uh, released a statement this week. How do you guys want to do it? Philip Alfred Mickelson. <laughs> you want to yeah. talk about, uh, you want to go like line by line here, or you want to talk about overall his week? What's the best read, I think the best way to do it is read read the apology okay. line by line that was, that was announced basically in lockstep with the players' meeting. Literally, starting. as the players' meeting starting starts, Phil Mickelson released this statement, which uh, it's, is I I originally called it an apology. I don't think it is an apology. I don't think there was an I'm sorry in there. It uh, if there is, it's directed towards his Saudi Arabian friends <laughs> and the visionaries that live golf. But uh, I think we're gonna. I, I'll try to read as much as I can. But I think we're gonna have a lot of pauses in this. Phil Mickelson's statement. Although it doesn't look this way. God, great way to start a letter. By the way. Although it doesn't look this way now, given my recent comments, my action throughout this process have always been with the best interest of golf, my peers, sponsors, and fans. So right off the bat, makes himself out to be the hero. Trying to uh, grow the game. Beautiful. There, there is the problem of off-record comments being shared out of context and without my consent, but the bigger issue is that I used words I sincerely regret that do not reflect my true feelings or intentions. So boom, right into blaming the journalist for what he considered to be off the record, even though Alan Shipnuck has, uh, you know, laid... Has claimed very loudly and and proudly that this was never established that it would be off the record. We talked about this last week. When you want to make comments off the record to a journalist that you're calling, you say, can we talk about this off the record? And you come to an agreement before you reach that. But he still goes with that in his statement. Which I I operate the opposite way. If anybody calls me with anything, I operate. It's understood to be off the record and you unless you tell me specifically and explicitly that it's on the record. (laughs) Thank nice you. way to handle business. <laughs> uh, so he's first of all, he says, I sincerely regret that it do not reflect my true feelings or intentions. I, that one kind of a little bit overlooked here because it's like, wait, are, so you're saying you are down with the Saudis because it sounded like you weren't in your original statements to Alan, huh? It's icky from the get go and you can keep reading, but it's just, there's just nothing sincere about any of this. It was reckless, I offended people, and I am deeply sorry for my choice of words. I'm beyond disappointed and will make every effort to self-reflect and learn from this. Honestly, probably the best line of the whole thing. The only one that's kind of like we're not going to be able to make fun of. Next paragraph. Golf desperately needs change, and real change is always preceded by disruption. I have always known that criticism would come with exploring anything new. I I don't disagree with any of that. Right? But you, you're talking about the you and I are talking. About, this yes, is. we're talking about two different ways that golf needs to change. Though he is desperately just money trying to get more money. That's yeah. all this is. This is a hundred percent money grab, and there's no other way to spin it. That's you. It would be one thing if he went if this was not Saudi Arabia golf league, and this was like pick a country that has like great relations, and the money's coming from something that is honorable then this may have some merit but there it is so far from that that it boils down to it is only money it, it honestly I, I as someone who i we're not journalists here but i was gonna say as a journalist talking about this i kind of want more of a challenge of like where my loyalties would lie here it's too easy to not like the saudi arabian league like you're exactly right if it was just a rival league starting up if it was the pgl 
it'd be a, such a different conversation. It, 100%. Like, there's so much merit to the idea of, yeah, like a whole like restructuring team wise and entertainment wise could be really, really, really good for not only the top players, but also golf fans. Like I'm down to have that conversation. I have no faith that that's what this league is. Well, and then knowing too that he, you know, he leaked the stuff to the New York Post late last week as well with the, um, you know, the 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 proposals with Silver Lake and uh, Ari Emanuel uh, from Endeavor, all that stuff. Where like those those that didn't even get any like they didn't even pick up any steam. Those anywhere. ideas look terrible, and yeah. like the the good part of those ideas, it seems like the PGA Tour is already running with and gonna. Stealing these for their own. Yeah, it, it made, he made it. He played dumb, as in like these guys came up with this great new idea. I took it to the tour, and they shot it down immediately. And it's kind of like, yeah, dude, it's probably like a bad idea. Like you can't. He, not, well, he's and, just looking desperate. And not only that, like goes out of his way to shit on Hurley, the guy that's on the board, the lawyer that's on the board of the tour, and is a big time member at Augusta. Like I'm sure that's not going to go too well for Mickelson and Augusta no. either. Nothing is going to go well for him. And, I mean, he is so freaking alienated now. What And we're going to get to that. Yeah, there's a lot to okay. unpack here. I've always known that criticism would come with anything new. I still chose to put myself at the forefront of this to inspire change, taking the hits publicly to do the work behind the scenes. And that, that, What a hero. That feels like That's he was so brave. He, ra- he did raise his hand for that from the start of this, whether it was PGL or SGL or whatever. He said, hey, I'll take the, I'll be the human shield here. I'll take, you know, I'll be the bad guy or whatever. You guys collect your checks. But he wanted more money yeah. for doing and that. And I'm sure he right? got ownership stake in this like probably wanted more of the ownership value in SGL as well it wasn't just like let me get my 100 million it was like can I get my 100 million I'm speculating but yeah and 25 percent of the whole whole business model but the hubris of like I know people this is going to take criticism not to look at it like why are people criticizing this like not pausing for one second to be like wait you know, all these idiots out here are going to be criticizing, but I'll, I'll take it. Like, li- maybe listen to some of the criticism here. Maybe listen to some of the issues that people are having here because we are going to get into this. I, and I have a lot to say about this. Like, Phil Mickelson, you you make between 2 and $5 million annually pretty much on the PGA Tour. And off the course, you make, what, $40, $50 million well, a year? Probably 40 to $50 million. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, maybe you're looking at this PGA Tour thing and saying, like, hey, I should be making – look how much – look how marketable I am off the course. I should be making more on it, blah, blah, blah. What the the enormous mistake that he made was he didn't bet the 2 to $5 million he gets in the PGA Tour. He bet the $40 million by getting in bed with a bunch of, in his own words, scary motherfuckers. How did that work out for him? I just don't so understand how he can say that. Like, even if it's off the record. Yeah. If supposedly, like, if you are betting all of your future on this, I don't care if you think it, you'd never say it. Not to a journalist. No, like, yeah. And the guys like, that you're dealing with probably have your phone bugged and probably, <laughs> you know be what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, that's, that's the craziest part to me. And the fact that he, like, you know, judging from, I guess, I've heard from people, like, some family stuff, like, one of his kids, it's like, yo, like this hits home really fucking hard, man. <laughs> exactly. It's shocking to say the least that a guy that has been so calculated his what seems to be his whole career would this would be the bridge that he I mean it's so like, much it's, money evaporating just in a in a in such a short time. Like, I mean, probably if you look at his his, you know, post fifty year old earnings, we're talking about probably half a billion dollars conservatively that just went up in smoke. Yeah. And we're going to get to the sequence of events here of partners dropping and whatnot. But 
Let, and just in case we, you know, we're not off to the best start with this statement. Let me just make sure we get the praise in here, okay, for our friends over in Saudi Arabia. Because, quote, my experience with Live Golf Investments has been very positive. I apologize for anything I said that was taken out of context, which I would love to just pause for a second of what part of those are scary motherfuckers. I don't want the lead to succeed. I'm just using them for leverage. What, what was the context there? Explain that part, okay, because you didn't do that. Uh, the specific people I have worked with are visionaries and have only been supportive. More importantly, they passionately love golf and share my drive to make the game better. They have a clear plan to create an updated and positive experience for everyone, including players, sponsors, networks, and fans. Not women, though. Not women. 48 now, players. That's all they get. Well, sorry, Greg. I don't know if you saw a couple months back, but Greg Norman said that women are eating in restaurants now. So, I mean, I, so it sounds like that. Yeah, everything is solved over there. It's it's, it's moving. In. It's progressive. I have incredible partners, and these relationships mean so much more to me than a this contract. Many have been my most influential mentors, and I consider to be lifelong friends. The last thing I would ever want to do is compromise them or their business in any way. And I have given them the option to pause or end the relationship as I understand it might be necessary given the circumstances. I believe in these people and companies and will always be here for them with or without a contract. I just love getting out in front of like, yeah, these people are going to drop me. Like I, 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 listen, it's I good. gave, it's my choice. The it was, concept it was of mutual, mutual by yeah. the way. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Todd Lewis. <laughs> the, just the, uh, the, oh God, it's, it's, it's just the best, man. It's, you know, I, it's the smartest, the, again, Alan made this point too, of like, he just always has to be the smartest man in the room. Like that's the whole thing of like explaining it out loud to Alan. It's like, I got to show him how smart I am. He's got to do it here too. Of like, no, no, I'm ahead of them. Like I know I would, I knew I would maybe get dropped for this. Like, no, you were not planning on this. This was not part of the bet. I, a question I would have for him is like, did you think that all these companies were going to follow you over there? Like, I don't know how much money they're going to pay you. It's a lot, but like, you, there is a price to be paid for that on the other end, no? That's what I don't understand. Um, it's like everyone that was in talks assumed that they were going to have their sponsorship deals yes. over there. And, like, you think, I, I don't know. Dustin Nike. Johnson is not allowed to wear the RBC logo in when he plays the Saudi International. Yeah. That's the tip of, like, that's an example yes. of how like, this is going to go. They're going to have a jersey with the Saudi whatever sponsors on it. Like, all of those. Like, there's going to be... 10 companies, whatever, and they're all going to have probably the same ones. It's not like it's going to be what you get freedom on the PGA tour. It's going to be like, I, that's, I just don't know how they got so far down this road without like thinking of these things. I think the thing, there was some, you know, blowback today or people saying, well, like why, you know, why are these companies disassociating based on just these comments? I don't, in a, I don't think it's just based on these comments. It's about like the way that everything went down and like, you can't just straight up, stage a coup and then there's no consequences for i have it. a i have a strong opinion on this and like you know and um i can't remember who it was it was lawrence donegan or Corian or somebody that was saying like hey like kpmg has corporate offices in saudi arabia Correct. Da, 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 da. and it's like all right like that's great but like the whole reason you're an endorser is to is to help facilitate relationships and and you know work on behalf of the company to improve the image and everything like that and like this did the opposite of it's, that. Right. It's, it's all image-based. That's it, what it yeah. is. Like, you're not doing really anything for the company. You're just bearing their image and, like, representing them. And if you do a bad job of that, they have every right to yes. terminate it. it is, that's why P doesn't have great sponsorships anymore. <laughs> we can talk about that. But it is not – KPMG did not drop Phil because he's doing business with Saudi Arabia. Like, yeah. that's – the when, when these companies sign up to sponsor Phil – 
you get, and I cannot emphasize this enough, like Phil was, and it probably still is, like the best at all of this. You are signing up for, if you're paying a million dollars, you are signing up for the Phil Mickelson that plays the PGA Tour, the Phil Mickelson that goes to the Pro-Ams, gets paired with the top bill people at every one of them. He knows them by name before they get there. He knows what club they belong to. I've wa- witnessed this. Like, oh, John, you're a member at Merido, aren't you? Like, oh, I've, been, I've spent some time down there. Like, He will ask you more questions about your business than you can ask him about his. He will make that person feel like the most important person in the world. The first time I ever met Phil, he was like, oh, you're yeah, you're a partner at KPMG, right? And I was like, no, first of all, <laughs> but how do you even know that I used to work there? Like, holy shit, it's, it, it's insanely impressive. And you are... Getting the guy, you put your name on his hat, and you are getting the guy that is smiling on television, is getting the thumbs up. All the people are it's cheering a for him. Shop. It, it, you are That's what you are signing up to get. And, and you get that, and he delivers for you every year. Callaway's been with him since 2004. KPMG's been with him for how long? From the bearing point and all those days. Like They get what they wanted out of it this for this many years. This one's for you, Workday. Yes. We're, this was no longer for you, Workday. So, <laughs> but, I mean, he, like, he goes above and beyond even yes, when he doesn't. Have to probably right? the best brand ambassador yes. for return on investment compared to what these other guys that wear a logo for nothing and just to wear the logo. He he is the face of it. Like you associate these companies with him because he does all of that perfectly. And to go down this road is well. He's had some bumps in the past, but and I've I, I've admitted to this uh, in the past several weeks. Like similar to the hot crazy scale. Like, you know, the, the, the thing from the, how I met your mother is like, you can date a girl, but she's got to be as hot as she is crazy. Basically is the, is the joke. He is like as entertaining as he is crazy. And as long as he provided the entertainment and he has for so long, you can kind of get away with kind of looking the other way on a lot of things that are been extremely public. Like these companies stuck with him through FBI investigations, like, insider like trading, freaking accounting and consulting yes. company <laughs> sticking by him after like yeah. sec malfeasance. Like yes. that's a, that's a fucking big deal, right? And it was. And at the, it just got to a point where it was no longer. And again, we talked about this last week. It was like, I, we've heard some rumors that some companies are going to be jumping ship. And once one does, it probably, the almost all of them do. And well, and the value that the deal was predicated upon is no longer there. The correct. value is diminished. Yes. So even if, let's say Callaway signs them back on in 18 months or whatever, it, it'll probably be at a lesser rate, right? He's not getting premium anymore. Yeah. Because he's got to earn his way back. Tarnished thing, at least for a while. It's just which is like a spectacular fall. I hate cancel culture, like to the max. Like that is probably my one of my biggest pet peeves is someone getting canceled for something that probably everyone at that company has done or something like that. But this one actually feels proper. I'm just upset that everyone else that was a hundred percent go doesn't get ousted in this. Yeah. I don't even think it's being canceled, right? It's just like, yo, like we're like, we're not going to be like, you can still be around. Like we're just not going to associate ourselves with you. It's exactly it. It's still a thing. And I mean, the way it's going to work is if you go there, you are not going to play the PGA tour, but like all these guys that were going to do it, that have now pledged back to the PGA tour. Those guys need to get got. That's what I'm saying. Like that, like Mickelson took, yeah. The fall for all this, but like those guys got to get something because now whoever else it is, like they're going to keep all their endorsements and all that's going to get brushed yeah. under the rug. Bubba, and it's like Poulter, Harold Varner, like you guys get the fuck out too. <laughs> Straight I mean, up. Bryson Allegedly. And, Bryson and DJ, like, yeah. 
It, uh, I don't know about Xander. Like his statement was weird, kind of strange. But um, so can I, I mean, cancel culture is a uh, a phrase I hear a lot that has become too all encompassing. If you ask me, because a lot of it I view as just consequences for your actions. It it becomes a safe thing to throw up anytime somebody has something endorsers drop them whatever. And there's you know are there instances where like people are over like companies and brands are overly sensitive and trying to be too PC maybe. Absolutely, but that's in my this problem. scenario, yeah. like this, this one, is this is like this is the consequences of your actions. You're not getting canceled. Like these are the consequences of what you've said and done. Yeah, you made a bet. You hired lawyers to draft up a league funded by the Saudi Arabian Public Investment Fund as a breakaway league after being explicitly told by the PGA Tour that you will be banned if you do this. That's the bet you made. That's not getting canceled, I would say. No, yeah. yeah. And I just I wish everyone else that was 100% in would get the yeah. similar treatment. But it's like these guys are playing the PGA Tour and recruiting players to not join an alternate league, but to join a league that essentially demolishes the PGA tour. That's where the issue is here yeah. for me. It's like and recruiting is, them during, during PGA the PGA tour yeah. events. This is not just like a, we're going to, we're going to go play another tour while the PGA coexists. This is a direct attack on the PGA tour that would essentially ruin the PGA tour for the rest of time. Like if you got the top 48 players in the world, the PGA tour doesn't exist. That model doesn't exist. And they were doing that while playing the PGA Tour. That's, I don't know, I keep going, but like if baseball or NBA, whatever, the top guys while playing the season are recruiting guys to be like, hey, like, let's not go play in Europe. Let's go build our own league that essentially demolishes the league we're in. That would never fly. Right. Like, I don't understand. I think like, that's the other, the other distinction here too is it's not like this league's going to be in Saudi Arabia this league's going to be here yeah like they won't even have a U.S. mini tour the PGA tour won't even run a U.S. based mini tour because they don't want to compete in their markets let alone have another tour come in and overtake it on U.S. soil like it's just and people are saying like the PGA tour is bullying and like not letting players do it it's like uh he, they can go go they're just not gonna play our tour that is hundred percent fine by me. Like that makes perfect sense. And I just don't understand people that are on the other side of that saying that the PGA tour shouldn't ban these players. It's like, that's their whole business model. Right. And so. that's where like I get, I'm still super confused on the legalese behind it. Cause so many sides, we'll get into that because we'll talk about what Monaghan said, what Norman said, uh, et cetera. Phil continues, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, uh, and many have been shared with the public. My intent was never to hurt anyone. I'm so sorry to the people that I have negatively impacted. Again, I think this is directed towards the Saudis. Uh, this has always been about supporting the players in the game, and I appreciate all the people who have given me the benefit of the doubt. The game. Pretty close to growing the game in there, yeah. but he avoided growing the game. Uh, despite my belief that some changes have already been made with the overall discourse, I know I need to be accountable. Just couldn't resist throwing that in there. Like, yeah, they're already changing thanks to things I'm saying. For the past 31 years, I've lived a very public life, and I have strived to live up to my own expectations, be the role model fans deserve, and be someone that inspires them, inspires others. I've worked to compete at the highest level, be available to media, represent my sponsors with integrity, engage with volunteers, and sign every autograph from my incredible fans. I have experienced many successful and rewarding moments that I will always cherish, but I've often failed myself and others too. In the past 10 years, I've felt the pressure and stress slowly affecting me at a deeper level. That's the only real line in this whole thing. 
and that's that's where it 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 signals that there could be a hell of a lot more correct coming down the pike in these whether in these books or with his marriage or whatever like i don't you don't want to speculate but just that there's this that like this is the tip of the iceberg yeah this is i feel like a small blip on what his life has looked like for the past 10 years and whatnot. Like there's going to be a lot more context coming out. And we're probably not, and look, 10 years doesn't line up perfectly with Amy getting a breast cancer diagnosis, which I think is 13 years ago. But I have heard it said that that is like what has, what changed this guy. Like he was never the same once that was the case. So I know I have not been my best and desperately need some time away to prioritize the ones I love most and work on being the man I want to be. Sounds a little fishy, like it could be a suspension. Truly don't know. It sounds like the tour people were a little surprised by the statement, and and yeah. I don't think, I don't know if he is suspended. I don't think he, I don't think he can. I don't, I don't know if this would fall under, like, conduct unbecoming of a professional. Like, I truthfully, think, like, drafting the, a breakaway league and, that, ha- and that, hiring that, lawyers, yeah, that's, that's, I can see that. It but, almost hits every single yeah. element of conduct unbecoming. But it's like, yeah, I get, I get that part, um. Just like normally you see those things as like on course things or serious run-ins with the law type things. You don't see that as in like this is, I mean, this has never happened before. So that's why I'm, I don't know if the tour would suspend on those grounds being that it wasn't something that they've normally done. It has, it has happened before though. 1983? Jack Nicholas. Which we'll get, we bad, can get to, bad, I we can get to Jack on that one. Oh, you, we did a whole yes. podcast about it. You got to go back and listen <laughs> to that one. A uh, couple questions we got on this. So Spencer V on R, have you not commented anything on Phil and Callaway because Callaway told you not to? Uh, we have emphasized many, 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 many times that is not how this show works. That is not how anything works. Uh, or is that how Callaway works? No, they have never <laughs> yeah. told us one single thing to say or not to say. That's just they trust us to speak independently uh that's that they they understand why we have the listenership that we do and they do not try to control anything that we say um and i can confidently confidently say our relationship with them has not caused us to say uh anything positively or negatively about any player although they'll probably bring the hammer down on me for shitting on brian stewart yes that was where they're going to draw the <laughs> line he's the bell of the ball over there uh ben golf's 904 as fellow callaway athletes are you guys happy they have paused uh emphasized on the dr evil air quotes their relationship with phil and will he be playing at augusta i mean really you hate to see this happen to one of your colleagues and your peers correct right <laughs> you know in in the stable with us uh, i have i truly have no opinion on like for, as a fellow Callaway staffer i can't even say that out loud uh i i don't uh, i don't have an opinion on that i completely understand where they're coming from and doing this it's on phil for putting them in this spot more than anything it also makes sense too like it doesn't sound like he's going to be playing a whole lot of golf with or without a suspension upcoming so so the back half of that question will he be playing at augusta no really no do you, do you think he defends I, at uh, I at think Southern Hills? I, I don't think he's missing the Masters. I would. I don't know. Pure speculation. I don't know if the Masters allows him, hmm. which would be. Do you think they bring Billy Payne back? <laughs> I just our hero. It, I did not live up to our expectations. They may, but I wouldn't be surprised. A place like Augusta doesn't want that, like. On their grounds in terms of like the media, the attention that that's going to be. If that's the event he comes back in, that overshadows the Masters. Like Tiger in 2010, though. Different? Worse? (laughs) (laughs) But on a global scale, way worse. But this is like, that wasn't golf related. That's worse, I would say. 
You know what I mean? I but think that, for, but like for the masters, like, like the masters golf wise competing with, I would say a hundred percent of masters viewers knew about Tiger Woods, yeah. the whole thing coming into April, 2010. We talked about this a little bit last week of like casual fans. Like they have no fucking clue. What I think 75% yeah. at least of the people that would tune in to watch the masters do not know this is going on with Phil. I think yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe. 60%, yeah, I, yeah. who knows? I, I think this is, this is not, um, I, I would, he, this man is a showman. He's not afraid to face the music on any of this. He will hold a press conference, I'm sure, and like take all the questions. He should uh, if he does go, but I, I, I do not see him cowering away from the Masters unless he's suspended and like, or is truly seeking help of some kind yeah. that we don't know of. Uh, I think he'll be at the Masters. He might be right. calling 1 800. Nine with it. <laughs> oh I'm going to go, I'm going to go no on Augusta and I'm going to say he doesn't play until the PGA championship. I think, so you think be, he comes back for the PGA championship. That, I think if he comes back this year, that's where to, he plays to defend. I he, don't, yeah, I don't think he comes. He can't come to players. No, that no, I don't no, believe. He will yeah. not show up. It's a terrible course for him. Too, right? <laughs> He's won there. I know, but he won't show up. <laughs> I mean, like, I, like I, him winning, does, him I, winning at Sawgrass is like him winning the British open. Like never would have thought that, those two things were possible. But again, he's the king of entertainment. Like there's like a little clip of him, like hitting one obese at one hole. Like, how did I win here? Yeah. <laughs> he's, I, he's the, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't see it. I don't see I him showing up. Yeah. It seemed uh, he like was there awesome. was some schadenfreude from a lot of the players. And people there. that have been around the game for a long time. I mean, I know at least like personally for me, I've been willing to look the other way and almost laugh about a lot of the things related to Phil because it's, some of it is funny. Some it's of it's so not. Outrageous. It's outrageous. Yeah. It's entertaining. And like I said, he's always delivered for us on the entertainment front. It's always, that, it's always made the game richer. And but right? this is is not this is not typical Phil. Like if if he'd always been like this, it would have been harder to root for him his whole career. Well, that's the thing about him coming back, definitely for players, but even for the Masters of like it. It kind of counteracts that statement of like, hey, I need to take some time. Yeah, and it makes it seem like total bullshit. Yeah, that's way right? too soon if that's the case. Um, I think like. I said it last week. I think the best punishment that they could possibly levy if he wants to come back, resume playing on the PGA Tour would be they need to make him play every event, every event on the Champions Tour, <laughs> plus like John Deere Classic, <laughs> Reno, every Sanderson, Maya Kova, Porter, you know, all that shit, man. Like, <laughs> make him earn it. He was uh, Steve Miller, twenty-two. Is David Wallace going to have to work weekends because he lost his business caddy? That was a good tweet. I like that one. Uh, uh, you know, Mike Wilbon on uh, your uh, boy. ESPN. Oh yeah, my boy. Yeah, he <laughs> just, like one of the front page things was this clip of Wilbon saying he, he thought he thought the apology was both sincere and necessary. <laughs> There's but, not even an apology in there. He never does. He say sorry? Did we? The second paragraph, he apologizes to the Saudis. Okay, yeah, to the people that he's hurt or whatever it was. Or the third paragraph. My experience live golf investments have been very positive. I apologize for anything I said. There it was take only that he apologizes yeah. for taking out of context, not for what he said. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe he was just saying Greg Norman's a scary motherfucker. It could you know be. not necessarily MBS and all that stuff. He was hiding replies on Twitter, which you had to let us know because we're I'm blocked on Twitter. Somebody, so. yes, yeah, somebody, so, somebody oh, took yeah. me off to that. Oh, you didn't hear how I got blocked? He blocked no. Randy too. Oh, Randall, I, I. Uh, I'm I'm actually very proud of how I ended up getting blocked, which was he was if you said anything in his direction, you got blocked, and so during I, this, no, during a couple weeks ago, okay, several yeah, weeks, yeah, when he was gotcha, started gotcha. really melting down, gotcha. I didn't get blocked for the record, and uh, <laughs> I know most shocking news of the year. So I took <laughs> a screen. He's been in the cauldron with me <laughs> during that lefty challenge. So. <laughs> 
I took a screenshot of him at the top of his swing in the 2006 U.S. Open at Winged Foot, and I captioned it, mm. Phil, two seconds after reading your tweet. And two seconds after reading that tweet, he blocked <laughs> <laughs> Which I am, I, again, I wear that one proudly. That yeah, was uh, you should. That was deserved. Anything else on Phil? It I mean, sucks. I think the other guys just, like, they need to get got. Like, it can't just be Phil. Like, Poulter, Bryson, you know. But they played it way smarter. Yeah. Like, they, they hid behind Phil. And I'm with you. Yeah. But, like, they're smarter in this scenario. Totally. Phil is... Phil is just like called for the cavalry charge and like, yo, they got tanks on the other side, man. Like, this is not this kind of war. Phil did not have the horses in the back. <laughs> did not. <laughs> you know, like, and then, you know, Poulter and Bubba are doing this icon what series this? thing up at Liberty National. It's some celeb event. It's going against the, the Canadian Open and the, the BMW Charity Pro-Am, which is a tour-sanctioned event on the Corn Ferry Tour with celebs involved. And it's like, how would you give them a release for this? I I don't know how all the inner workings work, like in terms of how they can do that. But my guess is they get away with it saying that it's a charity um, foundation thing and then they can do whatever they want type deal with it. But well, aren't that isn't that supposed to be a PJ tour event? Is it a charity event? Like, yeah, but do like we that's, need more celebrity golf. No, we don't. Um, and we certainly don't need more golf at Liberty National. <laughs> maybe that maybe I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll circle back on some yeah. more, some, some Xander and some stuff like that. But in a players meeting on Tuesday, Jay Monahan reemphasized that players will be banned. Uh, when, when asked what would happen if a player signed up with the Saudis, Monahan pointed towards the door, according to several players. Um, uh, Monahan told the Associated Press on Wednesday, he said, I told the players we're moving on and anyone on the fence needs to make a decision. All this talk about the league and about money has been distracting to our players, our partners, and most importantly, our fans. We're focused on legacy, not leverage. Most importantly, our fans. Yeah, well, first of all, yeah, yeah. Right. it's mostly to the sponsors. But he makes a good point here of like, yo, like all of this, like what we are tasked to do, you are making it really hard to do because you are yeah. teasing with going to another league. Like we are trying to bring in money for you. Like here is how it, you're, you're whining about the money that we're paying out. You're whining incorrectly about the amounts that are being paid out and how all of this works. And not only that, now you're undermining our ability to get money in through the door. Like, and it sounds like there were all sorts of questions, you know, talking to my many sources, there are all sorts of questions about financial transparency and, you know, where the money is. Right. And so it seems like that's still at the top of everyone's mind on tour. Yeah. I just, I don't understand that being a player. Like, I mean, yeah, you want to make more money, but like they're giving you the opportunity to play whatever you want. If you're a top player in the world, you get to play events. Half of your events you play or not half, but like a good portion are cut no free cut, yeah. and, guaranteed cash like lots of cash not only that but like you have an unprecedented pension with the tour like they have so much money and what do they want an extra million dollars to the winner like i just don't understand the and like obviously the all the saudi stuff was pure money like it's just a money grab but like how much is enough at what point is it like guys you if you play for 20 years you'll have Two hundred million dollars when you are done, and you can walk away at fifty. You can walk away at forty-eight. You can like, walk away at forty-four if you're forty-four. Co-crack. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, that's but like that's I just don't understand like where, why they need to see all the numbers. Like you're providing a place for us to play. We're not contracted by the PGA Tour. We 
they could, if the PGA Tour doesn't exist, we don't have a place to play type deal. Like, what do you, like, it just seems like everyone's ungrateful for what the PGA Tour is. And you can say whatever you want about the PGA Tour, but they're providing an avenue for people to play the best golf courses and for a ton of money every week. I'll raise my hand and say, I'll push back on the golf courses. Well, <laughs> especially after this week. Yeah, but and like, I'll push back on I do think I do think the the best players have a legitimate leg to stand on in that you know, like the top 20 guys have a legitimate leg to stand on and that they're bringing in 80% of the revenues and and I I don't doubt that, yeah. but they're also bringing in a ton of money off the golf course. Totally. And like what's an extra a million dollars to them in a purse. Right. But like that's, the, that's where I, I get the it. difference. Like, I think the difference with the Saudis is though, like we're not talking about an extra million dollars or $2 million. We're okay. talking about an extra three or 4 million to the winner and an extra, you know, oh, for 300 sure. grand yeah, the, to the last place. The Saudi too. money was outrageous. Like yeah. if you finished dead last in all 14 events or whatever it was, you were going to make $5 million. Yeah. Dead million. I think it was just a million. I, something around that. Well, I don't think you're making five mil. Because the last place, I, well, was, sorry, I think that was with like your your guarantee of okay. your D player yeah. contract. Like if you were a D player and you finished dead last, you made like five point three million dollars or something like that. Which, to your point, the way they're acting and the way they're it feels trying to pretend like this is just leverage. Like you're not, it, it's not comparable. Like you're not, you're not able to leverage what you maybe think you're able to leverage in this one, yeah. and it's built on this premise again. The, all these straight up lies that Phil has been telling. Like I hear people saying now that the tour is sitting on eight hundred million dollars in a reserve fund, and it's just not accurate. Like no. he just—he's yeah. the only one that said that number, and then now that becomes the truth, and now it gets circulated. And then if you go back and listen to our podcast we did on the nineteen eighty three breakaway, like how this shit works with tour players that only hang out with each other is they share all their grievances, and it feels like the most important grievance in the world of like, yeah, where is the like, where's the money? Because. TV deal went up three hundred million. Like, why aren't our purses going up three hundred million? Yeah, yeah. Why is that? But let's let's go to the public and get this out there. Like, not reading the room at all about how any of this works. And it, they, I don't think it either hasn't been presented very well by the tour. Or I mean, that's the, part, that's certainly part think, of the problem yeah. over the last ten years. Like, the tour is like really really bad at communicating. I can see <laughs> like, that. Um, like, but, or they're or they're presenting it or the information's available and the tour players aren't actually seeking it out. I can definitely see that as well. Exactly. That's also true. Like they're, it, yeah. they're not meeting in the middle street. here. Yeah. Like it needs to, it may need to be talked about a little more, but like 98% of the guys don't care. What needs to it's, happen on tour though is like the class. I want to see the class warfare. I want to see where the take is. I want to see Rom and Rory and Morikawa <laughs> going after Peter Malnati and the schlong and guys like that. Justin Huber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let's, let's, let's be honest about what the issue is here. You know, it's, I don't think honestly, the PGA tour owes it to the players to really show all the financials. Like, I just don't like, it's not, yes, the players are what brings the tour in money, but the tour is doing so much stuff that these guys show up on, Wednesday and they play their pro and they play their tournament. They make their $400,000 to they finish third and then they go home and they're not getting anything else. Like they're not there for in, doing anything for the infrastructure. They're not doing well, anything for any of that. And it's like, at what point are you not just grateful? And it's easy probably for me to say, because I'm not playing for a million dollars every week and have 40 million in the bank. But like at what point, 
is it not enough? Like, I, I just don't know. That That's the part that, like, I think about. It's like, at what point did these guys not just, like, look in the mirror and be like, you know what? I got it really good. That like, is where I meant to say with Phil as well. It's like, it is one of two things with Phil, and it cannot be anything else. He is either obnoxiously greedy or he's broke. It's one of those two things. I, I, think, I think it could both. be both. <laughs> yes, it could I, be. I, I, I truly think it's a combo of both from yeah. what I've heard, whatever, and how he has been recently, whatever. But, like, I think that – and broke can be – Cash poor. It can be a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a cash flow issue. Yeah. 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 But um, when you're selling planes liquid. that you yeah. love, that's something – Not a, you need Somebody cash. in a healthy financial oh. position does well, not do that. Well, I think talking about leverage, like, Phil – obviously misread it as far as from a leverage perspective like you don't have leverage as a 50 or 51 year old dude you have leverage if you're Colin Morikawa and you're 25 you have leverage if you're if you're John Rahm and you're number one player in the world that's (laughs) why I don't understand like the guys that were gonna go like that's why it's a money grab it's not a change the way the PGA Tour works these guys aren't coming back to the PGA Tour these guys are on their way out over half of them I think are outside the top 100 in the world that where have been rumored to go. It's like, these guys are grabbing their cash and they're done with their career. Like, this is not a, I'm going to go play for the Saudis for 10 years. This is a, I'm going to go play for three or four, whatever my contract is. It's and the Kokrak plan. Yeah. yeah, but like that's even for the, yeah. even for the top guys. Like yeah. in, in Phil's comments of like, he doesn't expect it to, he hopes it fails or whatever it was. He's banking on the fact that he does it for three or four years, makes his cash, and it's done, and he doesn't want to play the PGA Tour or Champions Tour anymore. He's like, yeah. I'm done. Like, and that's all it is. And, like, anybody that sees it for leverage or making change on the PGA Tour is blinded. Like, it's yeah. that's the only reason these guys do it. That's where I'm struggling a little bit, too, is, is uh, like, A, Phil has to be thinking, like, he went from all this earning, and now, like, there, there had to have been a check, change hands. There had to have been a transaction ahead of time with Phil if he was floating lawyers and writing up these drafts and all this stuff. Like, and there's probably money that he owes them now on the back end, which Could that be. that's crazy. And back to your point about, you know, tour players not getting it. Like, one of the other big hot button issues it sounded like this week, according to Dan Rappaport, um, was guys like you know, being concerned about the Netflix series and it, it, it like, all right, what's it going to show? Do we have editorial control? You know, I may have said this a couple of weeks ago, da, 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 da. And the, and it's basically now the tour trying to assuage their concerns of, Hey, you know what? Like we've got this, we're not going to make you look bad, that sort of thing. And you know, like, they just like, they're not the, the most engaged, most strategic forward thinking group of individuals, the players that is. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. They're all, everyone's out for their own brand, which again, like you kind of have to do it that way. You're an independent contractor and like the, it's I golf. get that. You, that yes. And there's some not, dumb agents out there too. It's <laughs> not baseball where you're bringing in a hundred million guaranteed contract, like no matter what getting paid, like you have to, you got to perform, you have to perform, but you also have to do like be the right type of person. So you can make your hundred million off the golf course. Got to be a little psycho. Yeah. Yeah, like you have to, you need to not draft you, up letter. You, you know, need draft good, up you need good people in your life to like yes. steer you to be like, listen, the PGA Tour doesn't owe you a thing. It's not like something else where you're going to make this money no matter what. Like, do your job, be good at it, and be respectful. And then whenever you want to be done, be done. The PGA Tour doesn't owe you a thing unless you're Drew Love. 
<laughs> and, and, and then you get 20 starts, no question. Or Chase asked. Kepka. Yeah. Also, just worth noting, and we said this last week, but I do not get the sense that the Saudi Golf League is dead. A lot of people were no. dancing on the grave last week. We were one of the few people back in the fall, like, waving our arms, like, God, look over here, like, shit is still happening. The messaging I've received from several people is that this thing is not over and that does not they're not going to go run and hide and put that $3 billion back under the door. Like, someone's getting that money. Someone's going to do this. And, 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 get, and guess what? They're, they're, gonna, they're more flush now than they were six months ago because the price of oil is and, up. And they got a free 100 mil from Phil or whatever it was that they're not going to end up paying out or pricing, whatever. It's just like, it's going to happen. People are going to go and... Kokrak's still in, baby. Oh, he's good. way in. He has, I, he has golf Saudi on legend. golf bag. He does. Like him and Johnny Vegas. Like, yeah. they're, I mean, it'd yeah. be hard not to go. But at the same time. And they've it, pretty much said that. At what, yeah. has. at what point do you wake up with your $50 million that you got from the Saudis and look yourself in the mirror and go, maybe I shouldn't have done this. Like, I can't go play on the PGA Tour. Yeah, I can go play at the course with my buddies. But, like. And, and granted, maybe some of them are like that. I was going to say, I think there's some guys that legitimately but at the don't, same t- don't give a shit. That just, that sucks. I'm going to say it like that sucks for them that that's like where they're okay with taking their money from. Like I just, I had the conversation the other day. And some guy, I got on Twitter. I haven't tweeted in two years since the pandemic. And I still like have it when I get an email that says like, no, I got tweeted this or whatever. So I got on it and I was looking and some guy replied to me like, Huber, you wouldn't take a, you're telling me you wouldn't take a million dollars to go play in the Saudi league. And I'm like, I mean, it's easy for me to say, but no, like it, when I know what that million dollars came from and I'm staring at my wife and kids going, Hey, I just took a dirty million dollars so we can go buy a bigger house. Like personally, you gotta live with yourself. N- I, yeah. Have you heard of other, like other corn fairy tour guys that have gotten approached? Cause that's, cause that's kind of the back end of like how you, we talked about it last week how they're going to fill out this 48 man field, right? It's not, it's yeah. not going to be 48 of the top 100. It's going to be 48, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be 20 of the top 100 maybe. And then, and that's then, interesting. And I would be 20, shocked. And then 28 guys yeah. that are, come from corn Ferry tour or, or dude, perfect tour or Latin America. Let's be like, first off, how much would they have to pay for it to matter for a guy on the corn Ferry tour? Yeah. You're so like, like, basically saying, all right, you know, you're giving up your future here in the States. I can't imagine, and I could be wrong, I can't imagine there's many guys on the Corn Ferry Tour that have dreamed about playing on the PGA Tour their whole life that are going to throw it away for a few million dollars. I just can't. And they're not, it's not like the Saudis are going to pay me 20 million. Like, Steve, it, they're not going to... Steve Weecroft, <laughs> come on down. They're not going to pay a Corn Ferry guy enough money, in my opinion, to like, yeah, it may change your life for five years yeah you could invest it do whatever but like that's not the carrot that we've all been after you're a professional golfer we've and you been want to get to the top of your after yeah. playing in the masters and winning the u.s open and playing the Ryder cup like that's i would be shocked if you went around and asked guys especially corn fairy level like why are you doing this it's clearly not the money because you're not <laughs> making enough to like life change yourself but whatever but like it's to play the PGA Tour. So if they approach guys, I would be shocked if anyone throws it away unless you're yeah. 45 years old still chasing it. Huber, there's, 
like he might be suspended because he didn't mention the FedEx Cup, <laughs> he didn't mention the President's Cup, and he didn't mention the players. Can um, I ask you, TC? Because I'm actually I don't know where I would stand on this. Would you feel again going back to this being pretty easy when it comes to the top players in the game? Like it's it's straight up greed. Like it's just if you have if you're Dustin Johnson and you've made seventy million dollars, like and you're going to go take a hundred more whatever to go play for a murderous regime, all that human rights abuse, all that stuff, like. That just that like I, I'm. It's very easy for me to like point at that and be like, like I hate that. Like that sucks for me as a golf fan. But like when it comes to like corn fairy guys or like Latin guys or mini tour guys that are trying to make a living in the game, would you would you approach that differently? It's the same conversation being had with the ladies European tour. Yeah, right now, right? I mean, they're you know it's essentially, hey, do we do we take this money, however ill-gotten or or you know however much we dislike the source of it and use it to improve our game and our tour or do we say no and and it seems like you know the resounding answer on that front thus far has been take the money yeah right and then you know with ladies european tour having the uh saudi series or, or aramco the, the, series yeah the That's... aramco series and you know so yeah i mean i think it's it's definitely that's why it's complicated. That's where it gets right? complicated. Yeah. I think it's easiest at the top to, to just be like, but also fuck like, this. it's super easy for us to say seventy. You know, you've made seventy million dollars and you've made it like Dustin Johnson. You know, seventy million dollars on course probably, right? Yeah. So probably you know worth we'll say a hundred million dollars. Another hundred million dollars is a shitload of money. Like yeah. that's that's just as life changing <laughs> for him to be able to like that. That ensures that he can fly. His his G five fifty around the world for the rest of his life and not have to ever worry about it again. Like, and it's all relative. It's like, you know, like, is that a necessity for most people? No. Right. But, but it's still like, like we're still, let's not downplay that just cause you have $70 million doesn't mean that a hundred million dollars is, is a no fucking doubt. lot of money yeah. for sure. But definitely where I draw for me as a golf fan, like I don't root for Dustin Johnson's bank account. Totally. So yeah, like, yeah. I'm very good with how much money he's made. Well, and and that's like, why it's so laughable for, for Phil to bring it back to this is for the health of the game and, and the fans. Fuck you, man. Yeah. Like, it has at no point, like, does this make fan viewership better? Like, and I, and I thought about this. I don't know how you guys feel, but if you gave me the NBA All-Star game 14 times a year, I watched the first or the second half of the first one and I'm done. Yeah. Like, if you want, like, it's the it's the WGCs, it, but like in in a worse fashion yeah. where it's like guys don't care at near as much because they're still getting like even more money than the like it at some point the money tarnishes everything over there and it's just like I'm showing up I'm getting hammered the night before I don't care I'm just gonna go make my money and be done like it's not an actual you don't see the guy. Kurt Kitayama at the end, like trying to win a golf tournament, Sepp Straka ending up winning the golf tournament and like that meaning more than whatever. Like it's not, in See, my I, opinion, good for a fan. See, I'd argue that's part of the appeal though is really, well, I think the, I, and we haven't talked about the, the premier golf league, which is on a completely different pace. It would have seemed than the Saudi golf league is on or timeline. I should say. And like, I think a 48 person league that worked in conjunction with the PGA tour would have with teams, teams of four, whole bunch of roster moves. I think that has a ton of potential. I really it's all, do. Like, there's so many good ideas floating around out there. It's just a matter of like who you trust to implement yes. those ideas, right? Yeah. And I don't, I certainly like, I don't really trust the tour to do it. No. I certainly don't trust the Saudis to to give a shit about 
the entertainment it, product and Greg Norman and all that. But you know, but I do think there's there's a place for not you know not some half baked half quarter implemented bullshit three event series that the tour is going to yeah. do in the fall. I think like legitimately the you know the forty eight to seventy two players on teams relegation all that shit sign me up for it i, I think it's there, good there is a, i i'm the entertainment surrounding it would be interesting watching the action to me would not be and i'm a golf watcher i think that it would i don't think it would be very interesting because i don't think people would care enough that we're playing in it personally but i think back real quick if the saudis were going to invest three billion dollars in this how in the world did they not go to the top five agency firms? And maybe they did, but like, and say, here's a billion dollars or top three firms. Here's a billion dollars. Here's a billion dollars. Get your top guys, spread it out. That's Get your kind top of how guys. it's worked. Allegedly recently. Yeah. Is, maybe now. That was how right. like, but, started. But like, too. how did they not do that from the get go and say, we have literally endless cash. We want the best players. What's the dollar amount instead of getting Bubba Watson and Jason Kokrak. Like, what? How do you not... If you want it to succeed and you have that money, you go to the top couple agents and say, we want all your guys. What's the price? If we're willing to pay it, like, what is it? And that's how you... That's I what I've that's heard, that they, it's now like, all right, for the, you guys are going to get... You get 16 spots, and not only that, you get to run four of the events. You guys get 12 spots, you get to run three of the events. Gotcha. Like so that, they're going there's there There's something now. there. Okay, Again... Yeah. I, 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 we can't qualify this enough. Like shit legit changes week by week. Yeah. Like the schedule that we've originally rolled out yeah. has changed since then. And, and which, the, like the people that are involved obviously have changed. I mean, like, it was going to be all like Mickelson to Shambo DJ and they fire Mickelson. And now Bryson and DJ put up the next day. They're committed. Nobody's to fired Mickelson. I would say that I don't think he is out yet. <laughs> he may not I, have I any choice. Know, I don't know. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I don't know if they fired him, but I, I don't see a world where he goes to the Saudi. I league. don't either, but he did not come out and say, I'm not playing the Saudi golf well, league. Yeah, I would. <laughs> At this point, I don't like, think he would take that stance because the PGA tour stance is like, Phil, you're probably done yeah. for at least a little while. At like this he's point, not going to, wouldn't it make sense for Phil to just lean into it now? But I don't think he can after what I don't know. Well, pers personally, I don't know if the Saudis would be okay with being like, yeah, here's the face of our tour. The guy that said yeah. all this about oh, us. For like, sure. Now they, they own him though. But like, they couldn't care less. I don't think about it. Like, all right, we'll get another guy. We'll pay him. Like, Phil, you you burned the bridge. I don't know if that's the case, but, like, I would be shocked if it wasn't. I can't imagine going Again, to work for someone after I said that about them. And they're like, come on. Come on, come on over. Just like, playing. just, yeah. Again, I think fine, after Phil. Billy Walters gets done with Phil, like, he's going to be in a – he's not going to have a, a whole lot of options. When's that happening? I think at least mid -year. a year. Okay. I think mid-year to end of this year. Kind of excited for that. <laughs> Can we get to the Sharks letter, which we haven't gotten to yet? Surely you jest. <laughs> Dear Commissioner Monahan, surely you jest. And surely your lawyers at the PGA Tour must be holding their breath. As has been widely reported, you have threatened the players on the PGA Tour, all of whom are independent contractors, correct, independent contractors with lifetime bans if they decide to play golf in a league sponsored by anyone other than the Tour. For decades, I have fought for the rights of players to enjoy a career in which they are rewarded fully and properly for their efforts. 
they are one in a million athletes. Yet for decades, the tour has put its own financial ambitions ahead of the players. And every player on the tour knows it. The tour is the player's tour, not your administration's tour. Why do you call the crown jewel in all tournaments outside the majors the player's championship and not the administration's <laughs> championship? This is so dumb. <laughs> that's such a bad line. This I read that and I was so like, dumb. oh, I, yeah, I just That's can't the best you got. Like, that's like a, th- like a third grade dig. Like, oh, your mom. Your mom. Like, oh, no, your mom. Like, what? The administration. That's that's a bad one. It's crazy to see Greg, you know, taking up arms with with labor after firing (laughs) his captain. He's the owner-operator. You know, he's... You know, fired his captain. Do you see that on on uh, Instagram? I didn't get the captain. It. Quit. Didn't want to work anymore. Oh, that's right. First, couldn't first read the yacht. gauges. Yeah. Mm. So tough scene. Uh, but when you try to bluff and intimidate players by bullying and threatening them, you are guilty of going too far, being in unfair, and you are likely in violation of the law. Simply put, you can't ban players from playing golf. Players have the right and the freedom to play where we like. I know for a fact that many PGA players were and are still interested in playing for a new league in addition to playing for the tour. What is wrong with that? Should we pause here for a second? Everything is wrong with that. Like, literally everything is wrong with that. You don't... It's... Yeah. So you can't can't undermine... You are a PGA Tour member, correct? Yes. What do you sign? But, like, what... what, what, Nothing. Okay. But you are a member... When you're a member of the organization... It is understood that that is your organization that you are playing professional golf for. And if you want to play other places, you need permission to do so. Oh, for sure. Yes. Even to like. While we're golf. Which, which yeah. is another. Yeah. Which yeah. is like another thing. Like thing that could be tweaked is like even your like your own rights, your media rights. Like they own that. And I get it because it's their product. Yeah. It sucks if for you wanting to try to build your brand off course and do other things. But like they're the ones paying you to play their events like they can tell you like they're doing the work to raise the money yes you've done I've with done, combined everyone's rights that's I, yes what and they're i selling. say i've done nothing i've done nothing i'd play the sport i've done nothing to get honda to sign on like i don't know i or just she, or shep shep yeah I, i've sold a few cars for shep <laughs> shout out shep <laughs> but yeah like if you are employed by the tour and they're writing your checks employed is where the word gets held up though right because you're tech, an independent contractor yes right? self-employed member. but member. that is who writes my checks yes and when your check comes through does it come through from the host organization or does it come through from the pga, PGA tour? tour okay yeah and like so they have every right to say you can't go play over here I think the kicker, sorry, the kicker would be back to it not being just a, another tour that coexist. This is a direct undermine of the PJ Tour to try to ruin their product. Yeah. You can't endorse that as a PJ Tour. So I think Monaghan has every right to say, if you want to play, you can do it. You're never going to play on our tour. Like I, and I think that he could say, he could tell anyone right now, you can't play our events. You could suspend them. You could ban them. He whatever. has full discretion like, for that. Yeah. I, yeah, like he can do that, and that's what we are signing up for. We're signing up to play the best tour in the world. That's run, and I mean, you can say whatever you want about the tour. You but can like, nitpick it, but yeah, it's, yeah. but it's a it well-run is. Tour. It's incredible the infrastructure to get from week to week, and everyone there, volunteers, the whole deal. Like, Operations it's, is insane. It doesn't make sense logistically. Yeah. All of that, and we show up and we get treated perfect. And we play four days and we can make a million and a half dollars. Like if 
if you have a problem with that and you're going to go directly against it, Monahan could say, see ya. That's and where I have it feels no like issue with that. Mickelson stepped in it the most is it's one thing to go play the other tour. It's another thing to start to source yeah. <laughs> and start it and, and be the, be the genesis of it where instead of being suspended for insurrect, like yeah. you're being, yeah, you're being suspended for like insubordination, insurrection, whatever you want to call it. I just can't fathom trying to do that and thinking it's okay. But legally, that's what I can't figure out. That's what Norman is puffing his chest out. And like, legally, you can't do it. And I'm still so freaking confused as to like who is right in this because both sides are pump, like puffing their chest out legally. And it, like, I just don't think Monaghan would sit there and say that if he wasn't extremely confident that's that he could. That's his only card to play, though, right? I, I just don't, like, legally, for somebody that is very careful about their words, in depositions, he was asked about, can you name the top five players in the LPGA Tour? He didn't even try. Because, like, legally, you just, as a, in that role, you have to, at times, just sit there and, like, take yeah. heat for things you can't say, right? And you, you don't get bonus points for being bold in that job. You are as conservative as you possibly can. And That's has, where I give credit to Mike Wan, because Mike yes, Wan... Yes, Wan will do that. <laughs> <laughs> he puts but himself out there I understand more. what you're saying here. Like, he, there's no, I don't think there's any way Monahan says these things if it's not true. I can see where Norman and the Saudis can say stuff if it's right. not true because they don't have a business model that's legit yet. They're trying to... They're punching up. They're Exactly. They're trying to make themselves out to be something that they don't even know what they are. And Monaghan, there's no way he's going to sit there and say, we can ban you if you do this, if he can't do it. The craziest or thing he'll is... Or rewrite just... the freaking book before the Saudis get going and rewrite the... Whatever the regulations, the bylaws or yeah, whatever. I and think, be like, here's the <laughs> Article Two B. Like, you play this tour, a direct it, rival league, you're out. Okay, it's crazy the amount of misinformation and dishonesty that Live Golf is operating with. Yes, like even amongst the guys that they're trying to recruit. Yes, I mean Rory alluded to it just as far as the the like hearing one thing and well, well this guy's already committed. No, I'm not committed. Yeah. But, you know, they're just playing guys off of one another and it's it seems shady at best. It fair I do not disagree and that's where like I I think their their best case or their attempt to make a case is that it's anti-competitive the, yeah. from the PGA Tour, which I tend to think it is. But I, that's where like I draw the line on my legal understanding, but if you're asking if if I don't understand anti how that would work. If you're the PGA Tour, you can say like, "Hey, you either play this tour or you don't." And if you don't, you have other options. Like you can go play the Asian Tour. You can go, which got, just got three hundred million dollars dumped on it. And I think that's the that's the crux, right? Is is the fact? Are there other options? There are, and right? I would say there and are. Com- there are other comparable. Options. I think that's one of the biggest issues that the Saudis will face is that they dumped three hundred million into the Asian Tour. So, but like they were. In with it, supposedly. And you just created a rival tour. Yeah. Like, and now... Like, there wasn't another option before, and now there is. <laughs> yeah, so you, you single-handedly helped fund I, a rival tour. I think and, that option was there, but they just... It, it, you can no longer yeah. like, call it, like, a little mini tour there with that yeah. much money on it. Yeah. And world ranking points. It's not yeah. like... Like, it's a legitimate option. I mean, you see... So, I think the best case would be that, like, Monaghan has a seat on the OWGR board, right? And... What's his name? The Augusta member Hurley. Hurley has yeah. a seat on that board. Yeah, as basically well. the five families have have seats, and the way that the way that it works, I think, is is it could be you know, like I think one of the places where the 
the tour fucked up was when they started PGA Tour China. There's supposed to be a probationary period of Two some years. sort, and they just grandfathered them right in to you know, hey, like we're gonna we're going to award uh, OWGR points. points immediately and not wait that two years. And so they've, they've exposed themselves on yep. that. I could I see that. Know that. Continuing on with the letter, what is wrong with allowing players to make their own decisions about where to play and how often to play? What is so wrong with player choice? Why do you feel so threatened that you would resort to such a desperate, unwise, and unenforceable threat? I mean, I could answer that so pretty theatrical. easily. Like, like, it is. It's... it's it sounds like Vince McMahon, honestly. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I mean, like, the answer to that, obviously, is like, yeah, well, our whole value is derived from being able, to, being able to group all these guys' playing rights and media rights together and sell them to sponsors. Like, that's, that's it. one sentence answer. Again, right you're getting at the, the whole thing of the top 40 or 50 guys need to stand up for themselves on the tour in these meetings and call it like it is and say, hey, we're tired of subsidizing. Yeah. There's too many guys with cards. We're tired of subsidizing 100 and which gives six guys a week. You got to give Horschel credit for that. They basically did say that. Yeah. Of the, you know, there's too many cards and there should only be 100 cards and all that which stuff. I, I think Horschel needs to look a little bit harder at which camp that he's in. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing, Norman says, I noted a recent article by the former chief lawyer of the Federal Trade Commission that stated, let's be clear, a lifetime ban is never going to happen. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan is no doubt being advised by high-priced lawyers who, if they are worth even a fraction of their lofty rates, have surely advised him of the legal consequences that will blow up in the PGA Tour face if it imposes lifetime bans on independent contractors who choose to associate with a competitor. Most notably, imposing a lifetime ban on players would trigger a slam-dunk antitrust lawsuit by Norman's Upstart League. The players or even federal antitrust enforcers who have made it a priority to protect workers' ability to ply their trade to whomever they please without interference from corporate giants. I don't know the legality of all this stuff, but him saying that, we have the choice to play wherever we want. Yeah. And <laughs> if like he Monahan's not saying you can't play the other place. It's He's saying you're the, more than welcome to. Yeah. Just one or the you're other. just not going to play ours. Right. Like that. That's so, so true. and that antitrust of wherever players are allowed to apply their trade wherever they choose. Yeah. Go, go. You're just not going to play ours. Can't so both. it's, it, I don't understand how that has any weight. Um, and it's not like you can't play these top guys couldn't go play the European tour, or the Asian tour based off their world ranking points. Like they would or world rankings. They'd get into anything yeah. if they want to. It's like I just don't I don't know. It seems almost done here. Let me yeah, get to sorry. this final sorry, part. Sorry, sorry. Competition in all aspects of life, sport and business is healthy, and the players deserve to be well compensated, which is why so many players have expressed an interest in playing in a new league. But when you threaten to end players' careers and when you engage in unfair labor practices with your web of player restrictions, you demonstrate exactly why players are open-minded about joining a league that treats players well, respects them, and compensates them according to their true worth. Commissioner, this is just the beginning. It is certainly not the end. Oh, third leg, Greg. You got him. <laughs> oh, look, he's doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to... It's just hard to take it very gonna, seriously. It doesn't read like a serious note. Exactly. Can I read Xander's statement now? At no point have I taken any action or made statements to suggest that I would entertain the SGL as an alternative to the PGA Tour. Thus, it seemed unnecessary to make a statement until now. Okay. Let's. My team has been instructed to do due diligence on this matter. Thus, we have met and discussed with representatives of the SGL slash live only to come to the conclusion that the SGL isn't close to a finished product or business model. 
So again, he says, at no point have I taken any action, but also I've done the due diligence. Where did, like, what precipitated this? This was very much a nobody, (laughs) Xander. Uh, Recent articles containing speculative statements as to where my loyalties fall now indeed require a response. My allegiance to the PGA Tour, my belief in positive changes at, at the verge of being implemented at the PGA Tour, and particularly when it comes to shared intellectual property rights, size of purses, and overall transparency never wavered. Xander Shoffley. While you're injured, if you want to start like a firm that just makes actually good statements for players, you would make a killing right now. No one knows how to do this. No, and it's like, all you have to say is, I'm pledging my allegiance to the PGA Tour. Pledging my fealty. That's where I'm going to play. That's it. Like, why do you have to say, I've done my due diligence. I've, we've, my team has met with them. Like, just, if you're going to play the PGA Tour, save yourself that and just say, I'm playing the PGA Tour. That's and where I'm that's where like Bryson's was so roundabout. Like at this time, I'm, I'm I give Bryson credit for that. Actually, he was pretty upfront. It's like, hey, as long as the best players playing PGA Tour, then, that's where I'll be. And then even then, ESPN still has it up as a headline on their website. Bryson fully committed or 100 yeah. percent committed. That's not at all what the fucking statement says. <laughs> and they refuse wherever the to best change it. Go. Yeah. I think to his point, the, the key part here is like, at no point was this an alternative to the PGA Tour. I think because he's trying to play both sides of like, I'd like to play both if I could, sure. if it worked out good. But who um, wouldn't? Yeah. Play so, the WGCs and the majors and then play 14 other events. Can we get to Jack now? Oh, Mr. Please. Nicholas said the PGA Tour has brought millions and millions of dollars to communities. It's, it's brought great competition, great television. Why would I not support that? Instead, I'm going to go support for my own ven- benefit. See 40 guys break away from the PGA Tour at the whim of an advertising agency in Saudi Arabia. What happens to the other guys? I just don't like it. I don't think it's right. <laughs> which, which way do you want to go with it? We can go two ways. Let's talk about Jack's vision for Kadia. Of course. He, uh, I assume it's, uh, as everyone is aware, is building a golf course just outside of Riyadh in the Kadia, a private golf community in Saudi Arabia. And also to his point of what happens to the other guys, um, Jack, you tried to start a breakaway tour in 1983, uh, specific, like quite eerily similar. What happens to the other guys? (laughs) Barbara, these guys have the internet. They found it. Uh, they can't play in Saudi Arabia. What's going to happen to ice cream? It's going to melt. So yeah, Nicholas, the statements were pretty rich, but I was expecting nothing less than that. Uh, (laughs) he's building a course over there in Saudi Arabia. I didn't, I was unaware of that. Wow. Oh yeah. Impressive. Hmm. And, so. and then, uh, yeah, he's also building a golf course with JT. I did see in, that. Uh, Panther National. Is that like Hobie Sound stuff, like close to where the Grove is? I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's going cool. on. You, you might, TC might. In Palm Beach Gardens, there's like 12 or there's like twelve to 14 new courses going up that are either pretty much completed or clo- are like in the planning phases down in Jupiter, Hope Sound. Uh, Palm Beach Gardens, that whole area. Like, I, it's going to be so saturated. Melman with Discovery Lanco's doing one. You got Hans is working on a couple. There's, there's, it's crazy how much golf is going up. Is it all like out west? This is on a parcel. Panther, Panther National, Panther Mike National is on a, <laughs> is which what a ba- like anything with national in it that's not you know. I think Augusta Nicholas national, has to make it national. It just like it, it, it has such an air of douchiness and thirst to it where it's trying to be something above yeah. and beyond what it's you know and and I, so i think this one's out west kind of one of the last remaining parcels in palm beach Gardens. that's what i was wondering yeah what parcels left down there it doesn't oh. seem like there could be many anyways 
Chris Everett throw, was throwing some shots yeah. at Greg Norman in a tweet, and there's going to be a shark documentary like by the same guy that did the last dance. Yeah, hopefully the thirty know, for thirty. Hopefully he, uh, hopefully the shark doesn't get full editorial control like uh, like, <laughs> like Jordan uh, did. Like MJ did. That might be a very very different documentary. Can we close the book on Saudi for the week? I don't. Have we got all, everything out there that uh, that we could have. I, I think my takes are up on that. We have a few more things to get to, but anything else we need to discuss there? No, I think it's. I think we rocked them. I just. I feel bad for the guys that are going to do this and ruin their. I don't. I I do just because of like <laughs> where they're just because like it's just so greedy and it's just it's. Why do you I, feel bad? Like, are I, like it's just you, sad yeah. to see. You like, pity and, them. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like man. Like you could just play the tour for a few more years, right off into the sunset, and and have some dignity, and like you're going this route. It just I don't know. It, Personally, like it, it stinks to see some of the names that got thrown around of like guys that I enjoy and yeah. am friends with. And it's like, don't do that. Like, it just goes don't. back to a test, test the patience and the loyalty of like golf fans. Like yeah. it tests why we actually follow the game, right? Like, does it make sense on an individual basis for you to go take a bunch of money? Like it probably does if you ignore all everything else, but like us sitting here as golf fans, like we're going to call it like it is. And that yeah. sucks. So ZJ, your boy, will be the Ryder Cup captain in Italy, as we've perfect, known for perfect place for him to be many times. It's gonna be a bad Ryder Cup in Italy <laughs> at whatever the course. Marco Simone, whatever they're having it. Marco Simone. <laughs> uh, yeah, just isolate his corniness over there. Are you worried about the Europeans' chances over there? I'm less worried about it now. I'd like to address the Nikolai Hogard. Oh, that's thing right. This week, yeah. Uh, it was a terrible place for him to make of his course. debut. Awful, uh, awful place. Yeah, you know, and and. He's been called a bomb and gouger. Has he peaked though? Is the question. No, and you know, Rue, Rue McDonald from Scott. He bit on that tweet this week. What are you doing, Rue? Like, come on! Like, of course we're kidding. And Rasmus just withdrew from Puerto Rico, I guess. So I don't know what's going on with the Hogards. They need to be playing Hogards. Uh, they need to be playing, you know, John Deere. They need to be playing middle of the summer events. Don't come play Florida with water. Yeah. Like that ain't fun. play. Play the Lonto Griffin circuit, okay? <laughs> the bomb and gouge circuit. I the Justin say, Huber circuit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'd be happy to never have to go back to PJ National. I had a last time I played there was a tough, tough scene to end out Q school. I bogeyed my way around the state, whatever they call it, the state, bear trap. The bear trap. I part the part threes, but I started on the back nine the last day of Q school and bogeyed my way around. Like I don't think I made a double. I think I just made all bogeys and shot like 81 and didn't get my card by a couple shots. It was the most miserable day. The wind blew like 25, and I was like, well, this. This literally sucks. It looks dystopian. I think I'd have to be paid to play it. I think I. I don't think I'd play it for free. <laughs> it's like somebody said on the somebody said on the broadcast. Like people always yeah, play it here. None of the none of the guys that live here ever play here because it's always jam packed. Yeah, I'm sure that's the reason why they never play here. And then you know, it's just oh man, it seems like a a tough tough scene. It was. <laughs> One of your favorite events is coming up this Monday as people are probably listening to this. Yeah, the Seminole Pro member. I noticed the. New USGA president, Purple, he's playing with, uh, or he's not playing with Bryson. He's playing the same group as Bryson. Mm. Maybe they're going to front run interesting. some, some uh, you know, rollback <laughs> yeah. stuff. Be interesting. I, 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 Bryson is making his return, allegedly, to Bay Hill this week. He, I guess, will be playing the Seminole Pro member first. He had a tea time. We had the scoop on a tea time that he had for Sunday that it didn't end up happening, apparently, allegedly, today. But he was supposed to play with DT today. And uh, we thankfully holstered that because it didn't end up happening. But that was that was something that was supposed to go down today. I don't know if that was injury related that he wasn't right. going to play. I don't know where, but uh, he was 
he's coming back to golf apparently with with some issues going in. He released a whole video on Instagram. It was super weird. Of like, I can't follow him. He was like, yeah. The, the the trainer was like making sure to explain like he took a fall over in Saudi Arabia, which is also super weird. And he's also he couldn't help himself. Like, well, hitting thousands of golf balls probably didn't help. Maybe he was on the yacht. Could have been probably snorkeling with the prince. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Bryce. I hope he's healthy enough to play. It sounds like he's kind of pulling a Brooksy here and really rushing back to playing. But uh, I, as much as we make fun of Bryce, and I still like watching him play golf, so I'm excited to see what happens I'm, this I'm, week. I'm bummed uh, the commish. Rob Manfred can't make it tomorrow mm. to uh, the Seminole Pro member. He's busy. Meetings. He's busy. Yeah, yeah. He's got all sorts of meetings. <laughs> That'd be a tough one. His schedule's all jammed up. That would be, it. It that wouldn't like, be a good scene. <laughs> it looks like our guy, Zach Blair, making his uh, – Competitive return. I did see that. Does this eat into some of his? I don't know. His major medicals to start. (laughs) Give it a start. Uh, He's probably got more world ranking points than Puerto Rico has. Probably. Young hitter Brandon Matthews is playing. Uh, He's playing some unbelievable golf golf right now. Put him out of the country. He's really good. He can be really good in the States, too, but that guy can play out of the country somehow. He's got his card pretty much locked up for next year. Pretty close. Exciting. Is he the longest? I mean, Bryce, yes. is Bryson longer than him? No. He's longer well, than Bryson? Well, driving Bryson range. Bryson. Yeah. I throw this back. Waterloo Open last year. Um, they have a long drive Where's contest. Where's the Waterloo Open? Waterloo, Iowa. It's the greatest event ever. <laughs> the course is... Sounds like the Waterbury Classic. No, it is. It's the Waterbury Open. Uh, there is... The course can't be 6,500 yards. Okay. Um, there's five par fives, drivable fours. Like, it's the most fun little muni golf course you can possibly play. They have a long drive contest on whatever the day before the tournament is. And it's on the first hole. It's a par five dog leg left. And I sit there and watch I'm talking to Brandon and he's like, I was like, you got to do this. He's like, all right, I'll go sign up. So he goes, signs up and I'm sitting there watching the guys hit first guy. He's like three thirty. next guy, three fifty, whatever the guy hits one out there, like three sixty five feeling pretty good about himself. And Brandon gets up there and I'm like, this is going to be incredible. Little dog leg left. And it's like downhill where these guys are probably flying it. He hits his first one and he gets it in play at like 370. Or sorry, sorry, sorry. Misses the fairway on his first one. He hit three shots. Hits the fairway on his second one like 370. Well, fairway finder. Literally. And then his last one is the longest golf ball until I saw Kyle Berkshire like ever hit in my life. And it, it went 404 yards. And I honestly, where it lands, it's uphill. It had to fly. 398 something like i'm not he hit it and i was like oh my gosh like high draw had to go 140 feet in the air and was in the air for like eight seconds and they're like uh 404 yards (laughs) (laughs) everyone else like what just happened but it's a it's a gear i actually saw both of them later on in the year berkshire and matthews in a long drive contest and berkshire hit 441 i think i may have already said this before but it was it's a different world between like yeah Good at golf long, like Brandon Matthews, and then some guy that does it for a living, and it's impressive though. Math, I mean Matthews can hold his own. It's a, he's a big dude. Yeah, yeah. That was, I uh, I was up in Scranton with him, and he and his dad and I went and played uh, in Manon, which is like the course he grew up on. Mm-hmm. It's this homemade course. He can drive, basically drive every hole except for the par fives out there. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's not long, but like he's, you know, in, into the par fives, like they're not short. He's, and he's hitting sand wedge. Yeah. I mean, it's three. If he wants it, there's, like, there's one hole that he, he has to hit pitching wedge nine iron. <laughs> you can't too, get it over. Because it's like a straight up, you know, uh, 
that's awesome. Dog leg right. You want to get through the, the rest of your list here, TC? You got a couple yeah, of things. Yeah, I had a lot, man. I was burning this morning. I was, you it's know, f- having some luck on coffee. This uh, we got the Cabot Citrus Farms news dropped. Um, Riley Johns, Keith Reb are going to do one of the courses, and Kyle Franz is going to do the other one. Um, I think Franz is doing, um, is it Franz or Franz? Franz. It's Franz. All right. Franz Kyle Franz is doing the, uh, the, Pine Barrens one, that's like the Pine Valley uh, one, and then the other one's Rolling Oaks, and uh, so I'm, I don't know. I'm so stoked to see what they turn that place into. Which is where for the listeners? Uh, it is in Brooksville, Florida, Homosassa Springs area. That's where they're doing it. World Woods. They're redoing World Woods. Yeah, sick. That place is awesome. One of the best so pieces of property fun. in Florida. Yeah. Like it, you it show feels up like you're like, like in like the I? Texas Hill Country. Yeah, or, or like like the Pine Barrens ones feels like. Close like, to North Carolina, like Sand Hill type deal. It's like very Pine Valley. Yeah, like, it's. Yeah. I always get to play it when it's overseeded, and you're like, oh, yeah, dang. exactly. But it has the bones, if you will, of yeah. something that could be really, really awesome. They've got a four sided driving range. Jesus, it's, 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 like the whole thing's just. It was this this Japanese guy owned it. It's like you know a couple thousand acres, and they're going to build nine courses or something. And then they, you know, I think the the Japanese economy hit the skids and everything. Mike Strantz worked on uh, the Pine Barrens course. So you see his influences on the par fives and the, and the short fours, especially. Yeah, I, it's cool. If we got a minute, I can go into the short four, like 16 or 15. And I the dog like right. had some dreams yeah. go to die yeah. there. It's, was, like to, it's like the I'm, closest thing you'll see to Tobacco Road. Oh, God. Yeah. It's like playing in a West Florida event. This is after my other surgery. First, like, real event back. It's like December or something. And I'm final round, three days, whatever. And I'm leading i'm playing with big mike Vasaki. i got like a one or two shot lead at this point i get to the little drivable hole and they move the tee up and it's like a driver from the back tee and he put me up on this one i didn't know what to hit and he goes first and he hits it in the left bunker and imagine like fairway up to the left a middle bunker and then like waist bunker stuff to the right and the green kind of sits down a little valley and he hits it in like the left bunker it's got like 50 yards and i was like well, i'll just fillet a driver instead of hitting three wood up there i fillet a driver in the right like sandy area, whatever, in a giant footprint on the side of a hill. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah, I think all I got to do is get it to go like five feet and it rolls down the hill next to the green. I try to hit it and I literally buried it under the sand. Oh, I've no. never done this in my life. It was on such a steep slope and I tried to chunk it and I just drilled it like three inches down in the sand. So I had to dig it out, take an unplayable, drop, and ended up making like eight or nine. Uh-huh. It was it was so tough. Vasaki goes on to win, and I ne- I'll never forget. I haven't been back since. It was like one of those things that just burned in my memory of like, don't care if I ever see this place again. That's like a long that drive was, home. It, it really was. And it's such a strange setting and place because it's so unfinished. and, and The clubhouse, It yeah. It, if it gets redone, it could be it's, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it was, is it in the works? Like this is – So the guy – so Ben Cowan-Dewar – Mike Kaiser, some consortium of investors. It's going to be Cabot Citrus Farm. Interesting. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's brilliant as far as getting Canadian, you know, Canadian citizens down to, you know, like yep. fly them down to Tampa or Orlando. There's plenty of air connectivity between there. Have a real estate play with it. And then I think they're going There's to build There's tons a of land out there, too, too. like yeah. in terms of if you build communities and whatnot. Like it could... It was. You could do hunting and fishing too, because yeah. it's it's not far from the ocean, and there's great hunting in, in Central Florida. It's really cool too. So, uh, gosh, what else we got? Uh, Matt Wolf. Matt Wolf. Eighty-one seventy-six this just week. Just a terrible course fit. Really bad course fit. He's still got some big numbers in him. I mean, he's finished in the top. 
five or top six in, in like the last. In, he's like, had some good starts. In some of the last like 10 starts he's oh, made. a bunch. Right? I, like like most a, of them. He had, he's was like cruising. Um, this is thing. Series, he played nice and then played nice in Saudi Arabia. Um, you get paid the same in pro golf for missing the cut by one as you do missing it finishing DFL. He, he seems to have a tendency, and I don't fault him for this, but when it goes south early and he's not making anything to. The grind doesn't say, seem to it be. It looks a bit checky outy, which <laughs> I've like, done it. There's um, sto- like Matt Every had a great point on this too. Like the time he hit me at like 13 or something at Honda, I think, yeah, was because he's number just five. like, I'm going to keep hitting. Like I'm going to miss the cut, but I'm not going to go hit a bailout shot. I'm going to hit this shot until yeah. I, 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 I might right. as well make this experience useful. Yeah. Yes. Right? So like, there, like what are some tricks that you play on yourself to keep yourself engaged when you know you're when you know you're tr- like trunk slamming or when you know you've you've you, know, you just don't have it i, I can I'm, take this one if you want <laughs> <laughs> i'm not great at it truthfully like i i think probably just like the mental side of it has been it's just difficult and if you can stay in it when you know you're not going to make the cut like kudos to you but i don't have the energy to to waste on grinding personally not like i'm just gonna pack it in and hit sloppy shots but i'm not gonna is there stuff that you're gonna work on though like are you gonna trick yourself into you know what maybe we're gonna, we're gonna glean something from this we're it may be like a out. different putting thought like i may try a different grip or something like that but i'm not gonna you don't really get in my opinion the practice if you don't have any pressure on it so once the pressure's gone it's more so you're just going through the motions. It, yeah, yeah in my opinion it, it's different for some guys i know i've talked to some guys that like it doesn't matter if they're going to miss the cut. They just want to beat one more guy, and they're going to keep going. I'm like, whoo, kudos to you. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm exhausted as is. Like, I'm probably not going to worry about missing that three-footer on 17. I'll just backhand the next one type deal. Solly, what's your, what's your secret sauce there? <laughs> I try to s- sprint through the finish line, at least give you something, like, as, you know. I feel like you have a good taste play, in your mouth Yes. I birdied the second to last hole before missing the cut last week, and I was like, you know what? I still got it. I got it. <laughs> We're going to go get him next year. ran out of holes. I know. I really did just run out of holes. Yeah, you never lose. Bob Rotella said that. You never lose. You just run out of holes. That's what he said. I would encourage people on another note to take a look at the field for Puerto Rico next week. It's unbelievable. Uh, There was a 16 for one playoff down at Honda this week. What's the the largest playoff Monday queue you've ever been involved in? Never been involved in a real big one. Um, seen some nice ones. The one year Guthrie almost got into Sea Island with DJ on the bag. That was a fun one. We drove Lights. up there. I caddied for yeah. you and DJ caddied for Luke Guthrie. We played in the morning and we all went up in one car. And I think right as about we're getting there, I think I threw out like, what happens if like one of us has to wait for a playoff? And sure enough, we had to wait all day for a playoff. We went and played, played nine holes. nine at Frederica, <laughs> got lunch, and then came back. And then the playoff ended with uh, Suburban shining the lights on the putting green. But 16 for one is pretty impressive. And do you see the Chase Seifert little nugget that in the playoff? Um, he was in the playoff and cold like boned his second shot on the playoff hole. Like didn't hit a groove, didn't get off the ground. And then he ends up getting in the field, like last man in the field, someone withdrew. And he was like in the top 10 through a couple rounds, maybe even three rounds. Like it was, it was pretty funny. He was like, and then he replied to the tweet and was like, I can confirm that no grooves were harmed in the making of that golf. shot." (laughs) It's like the one that, the one that uh, Ben posted on the, on our main no laying up Instagram account of Neil. (laughs) Just that was a toe shank, right? That was shank. It was toe. Yeah, I watched it like five times. I'm like, 
You don't see that often. That did not hit the heel. <laughs> that was that was a special. That shake. was just seeing right his off the face. <laughs> Turn he, looks, he looks down. He looks down. At he club twirled a lot, and then looks back up, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> oh gosh! Did you guys read KVV's article this week? He did. He wrote. I did. He wrote an article about one year since Tiger's accident, which included some stuff I'd never heard about. I'd never heard the nugget of Tiger was at the, at a, a, a green light for six seconds before uh, at a certain point before he crashed. Which wow. speaks to him. It, he wasn't I don't know what, there. I don't know if he was on his phone. I don't know if he fell asleep. I don't know what, but that obviously something was not right uh, before that accident, which we knew. We just don't really have answers to it, even though he claims they're on the. Go ahead and read the article. I felt like the tone was fair. It struck the right notes. It wasn't preachy or yeah. know it all or condescending. I felt like it was. You know, there's legitimate questions still to be asked, right? Uh, but I, you know, I think we can take solace in the fact that. Tiger looked good. Yeah. He looked during, great. You know, last like, week I, in the eyes and everything. I made know? the kids pipe down and I was like, Sarah, take them. I, <laughs> I'm watching this. As Nance was interrogating. <laughs> yeah, Nance put him on he the would, stand. He kept going. I was like, not going to let up. Yeah, like maybe just let him decide. I don't know. <laughs> it was. I was a little uncomfortable. I kind of want to step in back. Dude, like pump the brakes. Uh, we got Solheim Cup. Headed to RTJ in Virginia. Which uh, people say it's a good spot. I've never been. A uh, friend of the program, Stephen Britton, used to be uh, one of the grounds guys there. It's looks like a good piece of property, but it doesn't it doesn't stir anything in my soul. Seems like the players are excited about it. Okay. So for that, I get it. There's know. some good RTJ stuff. Yeah, but it's not just like careful, big and long. Why? No, I'm just. Oh, <laughs> TC's gonna lay it. Oh, well. oh. <laughs> no, th- there's there's some stuff that's not just like yeah, outrageous. The course I played Q Squat this year, Magnolia or whatever. Like it was a legit like. Cool little golf course. Dog legs wasn't real big. Trees. It was a. Like it, I it played was a bunch of this a, stuff in Alabama, yeah. and like you know, it's all like Roger Rulewich, which was his kind of main guy there at the yeah. end. But yeah, it's you know, it, it just doesn't like after Inverness, I guess. I know it's, it's just easy to kind of be left yep. hanging a little bit. But at the same time, DC is a good golf town that's probably under underrepresented as yeah. far as as far as professional golf goes. I had the Rory Instagram post on Rory, it. Uh, I've subtweeted the hell out of Phil, out of not wanting more than blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that was stoic, daily so, stoic or whatever. That uh, was great. And then uh, do you see what happened out in the desert this week? Uh, I've been, oh, the Palm Springs? I've been warning people. I like. I just saw the wind. I didn't. Ludwig. Ludwig Aberg or Aberg. <laughs> see what the I have to Swedish guy. <laughs> Texas Tech. He's like the number one amateur in the world. He is he's coming, folks. He is on his way. And he, he won. He was in the hard wave. I've heard good things. It, he, like it was blowing like crazy. I talked to Henry Shimp. He was there with Stanford and and was like, dude, like we got the worst end of the draw. It was, you know, like like it was the starkest draw you've you've ever seen in like a non British open. And he said Ludwig was in the worst of it and still won by a couple shots. It's impressive. Um I mean he's a he's a savage. Uh, F1 testing. Mm-hmm. Mm. I got, I, I'm way behind on that. I need to get caught up on that. I what is this? Terry Terry Bodass is, is not looking good in the non-Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> I am shocked Terry. to hear that. <laughs> it took me a minute to figure out who we were talking about. Uh, I mean, oh, that's a that's a Spencer <laughs> Hall. I love that. That's who. We, that's how I'm going to refer to him. Uh, there, Neil Neil texted this to us there's there's some guys down in san clemente uh it's chad goes deep is the handle on uh, instagram he's upset about the move of the blue tee boxes on the 16th hole at the san clemente uni 
<laughs> I saw that clip and it was so it's good. So, <laughs> Have you seen the other one from that guy? Uh-uh. Uh, they, that's not the first time that... I, I don't think I'm wrong, but like, I'm fairly certain that's there's been multiple ones of these. This guy goes into the city council and just like has some incredible little. So Nico rant. from Golf Blueprint, I guess, went to high school with with this with one of these guys, and was like, he's he's been just a total character. He's like, he, like I I think his opening line in the city council thing was like, council members, normally I come to you with stoke. <laughs> Today I bring you beef. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, and it's all about this them moving the tee box on this one hole because you can't see the ocean anymore. It was the one ocean view. So, uh, and then uh, I put this on there. You know, it's unclear whether Randy's suspended or not. Right Many now. people he, are saying he hasn't been on the podcast in, in, in a while without an explanation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, Phil blocked him. I can't imagine yeah. his conduct um, unbecoming for Randall. I'd you be know, shocked. Delta. Uh, no Langup does not disclose suspensions. <laughs> Delta Sky Delta Sky Team partner. And, uh, they announced today that Aeroflot, the uh, Russian national airline, that Delta is spending the partnership. Mm. Uh, his guy, um, uh, what's his name? De'Aaron Fox for the uh, Kings. Got caught up. He's been some really shady NFT deal. Mm. A lot of things not going Randy's way right now. <sighs> Tough that for so, man. And then, sorry, I had it. Uh, are you wearing a tux this week for Neil's wedding? No, it's black tie optional. <laughs> I'm not wearing a tux. I'm not renting a tux. And these guys are bad, bad dudes. Randy and DJ are wearing tuxes, and they're not in the wedding, and they're going to make me be the only one not wearing a tux. How I, bad of dudes are they? Horrible, but yeah. I would never wear one. Exactly. If the word optional I hate, is I there. I hate tuxes. This it's is such the, a... It's the will you back me up on this? this it's is so a, icky. I'm, Why would I'm you? on your side. Yeah. yeah. This is a bad... You don't have tuxes to wear a tux. shouldn't exist. I'm going to say yeah. that. Tux should not exist. You I should like not have wearing to wear navy. Yes. Yeah. I'm wearing navy. But, I'm going to look... Of dead. course I'm wearing navy. Richie's wedding, I had to go... It was black tie optional. I'm like, oh my gosh. Not not only do I not fit any of the suits I own, but I went and I bought a nice navy suit and... Like the thought of renting a tux and paying no one hundred fifty to two hundred dollars to rent a tux or two to whatever on a suit to own, why would you ever make anyone mm. buy or rent a tux? I, this just, is not on Neil, yeah. To be clear, this is on Randy and DJ, yeah. That are not in the wedding but are wearing tuxes. Icky, make me look icky bad. on them. Gonna they make respect me look the game, I guess. Gonna make me look bad. Uh, so. You'll got, work better. We got a newsletter coming out this week. Uh, merch star wanted to, me to say this. Uh, Newsletter.nolangup.com forward slash sign up. It'll be on our Twitter feed. Okay. Yeah. 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 Just <laughs> look for our Twitter was, feed. I was going to be impressed if you remember that when we were <laughs> yeah. walking upstairs. Uh, no, we've got an events email going out, I believe, uh, tomorrow, which is Monday. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday night. Basically, listing out our entire refuge organized event schedule or NLU event schedule. Um, just kind of all of it in one place and, and, you know, explaining how everything will flow, registration, all that stuff. Newsletter.nolingup.com. And it's right there. It'll, it'll get you right there. Love it. So Huber, thanks so much for coming by the kill house tonight for two hours of Honda classic recap. This is a lot to unpack, but greatly appreciate your perspective. Those tremendous, How's tremendous rehab stuff. going? It's good. Uh, I will ditch my crutch this week and I'll start to walk. So, um, I can take a few steps, but it's, uh, it's going nice. I'm, okay. I'm excited that I can hopefully play and move and be like pretty pain-free so for the first time in a long time right it's yeah it's been six or seven years so okay. holy shit Damn. yeah god a freed up huber the no dog right. leg is safe. apparently you're supposed to pick up like seven to eight yards with a the, this hip surgery that's what the surgeon says Haven't you already can had i get it yeah, so, and i did i popped i got it i got a few extra yards after the last one so now I'm so gonna, now you're gonna have like 16 it extra may yards. it may get weird brandon <laughs> matthews here we come <laughs> thanks everyone for tuning in and uh, we'll see you back here next week cheers 
Be the right club. Be the right club today. Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most!